Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Yes, yes, yes. I got a little change in my pocket going jingle-lingle-ling. Won't you call you on the telephone, baby? I give you a ring, but each time we talk, I get the same old thing. Always no hooky, no busy, until I get a wedding ring. My honey, my baby, don't put my love upon no shelf. She said, don't hand me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. You're listening to Tony Bruno, unfiltered, uncensored. Unintelligible. <laughs> I know him. I know him. Here is Tony Bruno. Uh, and there's only one song that can start today's broadcast festivities. Thank you all for joining us here live. Tony Bruno Show. Tony Bruno Nation. Bruno Nation Live. Twitch.tv, it is the new sensation sweeping the world. It's already been around, but now more and more people every day are finding out about it. And we thank you for escaping the normally mundane, cookie-cutter, everybody-has-a-hot-take type of radio where you have five minutes of yelling and screaming and then ten minutes of commercials and Why? then another. Why are you still here? Yeah, because I'm supposed to be here. Five minutes of yelling and screaming and then ten minutes of commercials. That doesn't happen here. You're going to get three unadulterated, unfiltered, unvarnished, unsheathed action. Not hot takes, opinions, fun, updates. Miss Robin is here. I got my IBEW Local 98 Happy Thanksgiving turkey shirt on, the hoodie. And I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not usually a cranky kind of guy. I'm not the typical old guy yelling at people to get off my lawn because, first of all, I don't have a lawn. <laughs> I was going to say, that's hard to do if you don't have one. <laughs> exactly. We need to come up for another saying because get off my lawn just implies that everybody has a lawn. When you live in the city, oh, in the hood, yeah. like I have for most of my life, you don't really have lawns. You got a little space outside, some concrete. Always good for when you have to get somebody to suck concrete which is something I learned from Curtis Sliwa many, many years ago when forcing people to suck concrete was cool. You know what I'm saying? But the song today, Robin, is you have the music up. We're ready for this. This is my theme song for today. Not just mine. I will also implicate others who also fall into this category. Sing it now. So why don't you kill me? My favorite Beck song. I didn't realize anybody had a favorite Beck song. Of course. Come on, Robin. You don't like this song, Loser? You got any other better Loser songs to play on a Loser Tuesday? That's true, that's true. Yes, Mr. Monday Night taking the beating. We can call, instead of Taco Tuesday, which I stopped doing once LeBron James exposed himself as just a charlatan fraud, 
who was only doing that stuff with his kids around his dining room table in his house, in his mansion, to try to get people to buy into it so he could then try to copyright the term Taco Tuesday. So LeBron and Taco Tuesday have been banished from this show forever, ever, ever, ever. Ever, 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 ever. ever. So Taco Tuesday does not exist unless we actually go out on a Tuesday and get tacos. Or if I make them. Or if Robin makes them. But not only is Mr. Monday Night the most shameful loser in the Delaware Valley area today, next to the local media and the people who use clickbait to try to get people to watch stories that come out of the West Coast and make it look like they produced it. But I'm going to give myself one of these too, Robin. Shame. 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 Yes. If naked women want to walk by me and ring a bell and say, shame, 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 I'm here all day for you. It is the Tuesday. Now the busiest travel day of the year. It used to be Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Robin. Yes, Now every everybody's year. heading out. Of course, a lot of people already bailed last Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take the whole thing. They, you know, it used to be you looked forward to the Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thanksgiving Day Screw weekend. Screw that. We're going to take a nice And as someone who has tried day. to drive into work on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, especially the nightmarish one in Los Angeles, Many years ago, mm-hmm. when I, I had to get to day. work, and it took me four hours to go from Venice Beach all the way to Sherman Oaks, which is only like miles. 17 miles. I did not make it on time for a 7 p.m. show start, and I left my house at 3.30 in the afternoon. One of the most nightmarish rides, and I've seen the traffic already on the overhead shots from all over the country. Busiest travel day of the year. It used to be Wednesday. Now it's today. Even the airports are loaded today because people can't get flights on Wednesday. So now they got Tuesday and then Monday. So it's, there's just not enough downtime for many people. They're basically like members of Congress. They show up for work for a couple of days, don't do anything, and then go back home for 10, 10 days. It's the greatest job on earth, being working for the government, being in Congress, being a, an entitled government schlub who then basically takes off whenever they want and doesn't have to account for it. Love those kind of jobs. I wish I could find one of those. I'm accountable for everything on this show because it's me and Robin here. Just the two of us. We Just can make it if we try. Just the two of us. But anyway, we got a lot. So Mr. Monday Night, and I even wrote this Monday Night pick on Sunday night. And I opened it up by saying, this is one of those Ron Peel Showtime Rotisserie Grill games. Set it and forget it. Because I looked at all the numbers, and obviously, the Baltimore Ravens, if you didn't know it before last night, and you didn't see it, they are. With all due respect to the New England Patriots, they are the best team in football. And to me, Lamar Jackson, because Russell Wilson, as great as he's been, took a step backwards against the Eagles on Sunday by missing some pretty easy throws. Now, Carson Wentz missed a lot of easy throws. But Russell Wilson really, I think, slipped back into second place in the MVP. What? After Sunday's performance. So the pressure was on, not there was any pressure if you watched the game, the overrated Los Angeles Rams. Boy, you talk about a bad time to have a new building getting ready to open up next year. You have the Chargers who can't draw flies down in their soccer stadium in Carson, California, to watch them play with a quarterback who may be on his last legs, who's one of the only selling points for the Los Angeles, formerly San Diego Chargers, who are going to move to that new stadium over there near the airport next year. And then you have the Los Angeles Rams, who just a short year ago, Robin, people were calling them the most exciting offense in football. 
Sean McVay, young, good-looking guy. Jared Goff, unbelievable talent. They got running backs. They got the best defensive linemen. Aaron Donald. They went out and made a trade for a great defensive back. And they got their doors blown in last night on national television. It was the coronation of Lamar Jackson. For all those people out there, he's just a running back who throws the ball occasionally. Occasionally, all he did was throw five touchdown passes last night. And then even RG3 came in with the B team. And he was throwing bombs down the field to wide receivers that no one's ever heard of except Notre Dame fans. Miles Boykin was making unbelievable catches in that game. Running down the field backwards. His back turn turns around. RG3 finds him. 39-yard game. In other words, right now, and we are through week 12 as going into week 13, there is no better complete team. No better and no more complete football team. Now, you could say the 49ers are there too, and they are. But right now, there's nobody playing better than, than Lamar Jackson. That was his first nationally televised game. Monday night, the lights are on. He's in L.A. Much hyped game, right? He's playing against the Rams. The Rams, a lot of people thought, well, maybe. Maybe if they, you know, put it together, they got all the – Jared Goff had all of his receivers back for the first time. So you're thinking, as people who knock uh, Carson Wentz, who has no receivers – Jared Goff had everybody at his disposal, like the Cowboys did. Cowboys had all their key players ready to go, and they lose in New England to obviously a very good Patriots team, even though Tom Brady isn't playing great. doesn't matter. Their defense is lights out on their special teams. So there you go, the Rams with a chance to get back into not the division race because they got no shot of winning the NFC West. The NFC West is clearly the best division in football. But then you got the Rams basically shitting the bed at home last night and getting their butts handed to them. And I know uh, what it feels like to have your butt handed to you. Trust me, folks. Nobody knows that feeling better than I do, except Miss Robin. Well, we have lots of comments um, on the Twitch board regarding many of the games. Uh, and let's see, who, where is it? Um, mine, isn't, mine isn't up yet here, so to speak, as they say. I got to get my uh, order, my supplements in today. But anyway, so you saw what happened last night. So, obviously, the Rams were the biggest losers last night. Mm-hmm. Mr. Monday Night for picking the Rams was an even bigger loser. But there's one bigger loser of them all, Robin. Who's that? And he is on my avatar today. And you know I love me some Joel Embiid. I love the guy. I love his childish behavior. But what happens is when your childish behavior my mind's telling me doesn't no. work all the time and the fans start getting it. Now, the Sixers are still good. They got 11 wins. So it's not like they're dog meat. Right. But I got to give Brett Brown credit, Robin. Brett Brown did something last night that I don't think he's getting enough credit for. Because, you know, load management is the big thing in the NBA, right? Guys have to have nights off. So instead of giving Joel Embiid a night off last night, the genius that is Brett Brown, 76er championship coach, Joel Embiid was playing his fourth game in six days. That's a pretty, you know, grueling schedule. So we all know what happened. He goes 0 for 11, 0 for 3 from the three-point line, 0 for 3 from the free-throw line. He did get 13 rebounds, but he had four turnovers, five fouls. He did have the very difficult to do for a 7-foot-1 dude, a single double. 
You know, you've heard double doubles and triple doubles. Yeah. I'm not talking about hamburgers at Wendy's either. I usually either. hear that at the hamburgers and the five Triple guys. double is obviously double digit points. By the way, I have your Twitter handle up so that people can see what avatar you now have up. I don't know who did it. Somebody posted that. I saw it this morning, so I took it and made it my. Because I like to keep, I like to freshen up with. Because the last picture you had on me that Robin did put on there was me like in a hospital bed. I looked like an invalid. <laughs> Speaking of which, people are here. Uh, Rich Lieberman on Twitter is asking, Dear Tony Bruno, how's your asshole? Sincerely, Ulysses Uranus. I know him. I, I know Ulysses Uranus. Thank you. But meanwhile, so Joel Embiid finishes with no points. The Sixers, it's not even that he finished with no points because people think that it's a rarity. And I did research this morning. Okay. I went into the basketball reference page. Thousands and thousands of NBA players have have had nights where they don't score a single point. Then I looked at, you know, because even guy like Kobe, you run down the list of all time. I'm talking about all like, time greats. I was going to say good ones? Yes, great ones. <laughs> I mean, I Will Chamberlain sucky one, had bro. one game in his career where he didn't score a, z- a, zero, a single point because he figured that night, I'm not going to score. I'm just going to dominate in every other thing. So he pretty much announced it before, just like when he couldn't make free throws back in the day. And then he said, I'm going to come back and lead the league in free throws. And he did the next year. So Wilt was pretty much toying with the NBA back then. That's how much better he was than anybody else back in the day. Obviously, when he got one up against the Celtics and Bill Russell, he didn't win the championships. But, but there's no doubt in my lifetime, and I've seen every player in the NBA from the 1965 era on, live and on tape and at games. Wilt Chamberlain's the most dominant player in the history of the NBA. All these other LeBrons and all these other guys, they couldn't hold Wilt Chamberlain's jockstrap. Having said that now, Wilt had one game. Larry Bird had a game where he didn't score a point. Now, Larry Bird wasn't a center. So, I mean, you can look at the centers, and that's what I did. But I'm looking at big-name guys because everybody's picking on Joel Embiid today because he came up with no points. But Brett Brown, before I give you the other no- the numbers, Brett Brown – is now the first NBA coach, Robin. He's going to go into the record books and the Elias Sports Bureau to implement an in-game load management plan. (laughs) So instead of giving Joel Embiid the night off and having people complain that he's not playing against the Toronto Raptors, he said, why don't you go out there and play, but you load manage yourself. Okay. Don't don't go go into the paint too much. He He had two baskets. He had two shot attempts. He had no baskets. Two shot attempts inside the paint. The 76ers and the rest of the NBA are enamored with shooting the three ball. The 76ers took 40 shots from three-point range last night. In other words, they were allergic to the paint. They may as well have put inside the painted area up there in Toronto, wet paint, do not touch, because the 76ers are allergic to the painted area inside the basketball. Everybody's got to shoot threes now. And the most embarrassing part of that game, and again, this is not the end of the season. I'm not saying that because they lost. The Sixers were up 96-94 with a minute and a half left. And I'm watching this. I flipped off the because the football game was over. The 76ers up with 130 left, 96-94 with the ball, and then go cold for the rest of the game while the Raptors reel off 10 consecutive points to finish the game, and the 76ers lose the game 28 points in the paint for the entire basketball team. 28 points for the Sixers. So the bottom line is this. Joel Embiid had an off night, and then I'm thinking, you know, people are going to beat him up, so I don't want to sound like I'm beating him up. But 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had a game where he didn't get a point. Did you realize that, Robin? In 1977. I can't even imagine, like, unless somebody's – I just – I can't even imagine not getting one point. Kareem had no points in 1977. There are a lot of players who didn't have uh, – Vince Carter. Now, again, he's not a center. Vince Carter is an unbelievable player, still playing. Six times in his career, he had zero points. A lot of guards have played. You know, great player. Kobe Bryant didn't have points in three games that he played in the NBA. And you'd think that's impossible. How can Kobe Bryant – you know who else? Steph Curry had three games in the NBA where he didn't score a point. Wow. So while everybody's saying, this has got to be a real rarity. And they were on the court? <laughs> yes, they were on the court. <laughs> they now, of course, the, the Golden State Warriors are having a hard time scoring any points right now because they're the worst team in the NBA because they've been decimated. But the point is, you want to rip on – but my favorite player of all time, now I looked at the centers especially, my favorite center of all time who has the NBA record for the number of games played with zero points. I'll give you his name, Robin. Jason Collins from Stanford. Jason Collins played for the New Jersey Nets. He played with Atlanta. He played with Minnesota. He played with Washington when they were the Bullets. So he played for a bunch of teams, and he wasn't a dominant. He wasn't like Joel and B. He's got to come out and dominate. Jason Collins, ladies and gentlemen, went 96 NBA games played wow. without scoring a single point. Okay, how many assists? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I didn't have time. He, this he, has happened thousands of times in the NBA. That's why it's hard to go through it. I know. Because they do it alphabetically. So I didn't even get through the Bs Damn. before it was like an hour and a half looking through this stuff. So then I said, let me just focus on centers. But this one is one of the all-time. Now, Jason Collins wasn't a dominant player. He was a center. I mentioned played at Stanford. But 96 games without scoring a point in the NBA. That's unheard. It's almost impossible when you're almost seven feet tall, you would think, right? Yes. And that's not making a basket. That's even getting a free throw. Because that's the amazing thing. Joel Embiid is like an 80% free throw. He didn't even go to the free throw line last night. That's almost impossible to do I, I agree. when you're a dominant beast like Joel Embiid. So he had an off night. I just wanted to point out that there were a lot of people. Uh, the Greek freak, by the way, who scored only 50 more points than Joel Embiid did last night for the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis, the Greek freak, 50 points last night. And Milwaukee now obviously off to a great start. They're 14-3. and three. They won eight in a row. And uh, so the question is, if somebody asked you today how many points – did Giannis, how many more points than Joel Embiid did uh, the Greek freak Giannis score for the Milwaukee Bucks last night? The answer is 50. That's easy to remember, too. It's a nice yeah. round number. You know what I mean? It's a so, good number. a couple I'm, other ones. I'm Larry, embracing 50. One of, my favorite, one of my other favorite uh, players in the NBA was a center. Mm-hmm. 20 times. I thought this was a lot. 20 games for Omar, Omar Ashik. Omar Ashik. Everybody's seen this guy play. 2013 to 2016, played for the Hornets or the Pelicans. He played for Houston for a couple of years. 20 games without scoring a point as a center. Lavoy Allen, local guy. Four times he didn't score a point for your team, your town, your 76ers. Mark Akers is another one of my favorites. Mark Akers. 1989 to 1992, eight times he didn't score. And so I'm looking through the A's first. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm looking through the A's. So I see Mark Akers, everybody remembers a big white guy who wasn't a good scorer. 
He only did it eight times, and I thought that was a lot. Then I started going down the list, and I, I, could, I actually had to get a calculator out to, to, not, to get the number of times Jason Collins played in the NBA as a center and did not score a single point. I was a center in high school, and I don't think I ever went one game without zero points. Without, with zero points. I mean, that's just hard to do. Just rebounding. As the only center. people Good missing God. more shots than Joel Embiid and some of these players are some of the gangsters in Philly who are, like, loading into cars and shooting 15 bullets at a car where a guy doesn't get hit. I mean, only the Philly mob has been less accurate when the lead flies in Philadelphia each and every night in our great city of brotherly love. Another car shot up 15 times last night in the city. Rain? The night before, 20 shots fired at a car. How um, could you be that bad? I don't know. I don't know. Rain. Oh, hello. Hello. hello? Yeah. Anybody there? Senior 20 deep. Hello. How are you? Um, where did it go? Oh, Rain Moon Rock and Ranch. My nephew played basketball in the San Fernando Valley with the Collins twins. Yeah, the two Collins twins, Jared and Jason. Jared and Jason. And Jason Collins, nobody expected him to come into the NBA and dominate. But, but the fact that you could go 96 games in the NBA and not score a point in 96. First of all, playing 96 games is pretty good. But playing 96 games where you didn't score a single That's solitary point. Crazy. So now people are ripping me. Oh, I thought you said you weren't going to talk about the end. This isn't talking about the NBA. This is talking about a night when one of the most dominant players in the game right now Goes a game without Tony? scoring a point. This is a this is a rarity, Robin. I'm, I, this is it a rarity. Is, so that's is. why I'm pointing it out. It and is, I'm also I, not only pointing it out, I'm backing it up with facts on how often this has happened. But I but I have to go with the listeners here. Technically, you're talking about the NBA. I'm talking about sports <laughs> developments that happened last night. I'm not breaking <laughs> down the other teams. I'm not. I don't give a damn about LeBron and the Lakers winning again. I'm not giving you the NBA scoreboard. I'm not leading with LeBron James giving a pair of sneakers to a kid at the game last night. I'm talking about Joel Embiid not scoring a single point in an Who NBA plays game for the NBA. So you're talking. But it's about still the NBA. If, if, if 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 Carson Wentz threw 50 incompletions. You think I would ignore it? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not Carson saying- Wentz is the biggest story now because all the national talking heads are ripping. Everybody's got the same talking so points now. Let's let's redefine not talking about the NBA. I'll talk about things that are important. Okay. Last so night in the NBA, gonna- one of the most notable things, not just here in Philadelphia, not in Toronto, one of the most notable stats of the night. We talk about what happened last yes. night, right? So you're not going to cover. No, NBA, it, but if there's something noteworthy, newsworthy, yes, exactly. then you're going to talk about the fa- it. So when I saw that Joel Embiid, so the I knew there would be people out there because one thing I didn't see today on ESPN.com or even NBA.com, all they wrote was Joel Embiid scored zero points. But then I, I'm starting to think to myself, how many other big men have played in the NBA and have not scored a point? Because isn't that what you're – that's how I think next level. I'm not thinking about – they don't even mention in any of the written stories that these are NBA honks who just cover the NBA and right. nothing else. I don't even pay attention to the NBA. And I did more research on this subject matter than any of these NBA douchebags who have 50,000 podcasts. I'm sure there were 15 Sixer podcasts that had to do an emergency pod last night. I'm sure Spike Eskin and his boys must have rushed into the basement last night to do an emergency pod. Because that's what I love to see. Every Sunday when the Eagles play or they ha- something really bad happens, ooh, we got to do an emergency pod. 
because the world's waiting to hear what we have to say. Because we don't have the same opinions. But all those guys with podcasts, like me, I don't do emergency pods. I do Tide, I used to do Tide pods, but then I learned that from the kids, and then I realized they really don't taste that good. But these emergency pods, and you know, the basketball honks do this more than anybody else. Because in this city, which is a football town first and foremost, the 76ers have more podcasts dedicated to their team and their team only than any other team in this city. So obviously people pay attention to it. And I guarantee you not one of these honks took the time to go through the basketball reference guide to do some research on big-time big, big time players not scoring a point. It's pretty amazing, don't yeah, you think? Absolutely. So that's all I'm doing. And you're, you're going to side with a couple of people who are ripping me <laughs> for no. talking about one of the big sports stories? I'm, I am, I'm checking the facts. And I had to agree in this instance. I don't always agree with them, but in this particular instance, I agreed that technically you are talking about the NBA. And so I wanted to qualify your no NBA stance. My NBA stance is I, I don't really watch most of the games. I flip it on at night. Like last night, I wasn't. I was. I was. We had the Sixers. We had the Flyers playing here locally. We were over at the at the Landmark Americana in Glassboro. So the hockey games are on. The Sixer game is on, and the football game is on. So when we drive home, I come in and I put the games on. Yeah. And see, I was watching what the Sixers were doing, and they were hanging in there with Toronto. I saw the Flyers were down. They tied it up, and then they won it two to one. So I pay attention to the stuff that's on. And so then I don't go and check the NBA scoreboard at the end of the night. When I saw the Joel Embiid story, I said, hey, that's an interesting fact that not only did he not score a basket, he didn't get a free throw, he didn't make a three-point shot. That's pretty rare to see for a big man of his – right now people are saying he's the best big man in the NBA, right? And I I think he is too. But the bottom line is that's an interesting story, and I get to go behind the story. I don't want to talk about stats all day. It's boring. But if you don't like that and you think that I'm a hypocrite because I'm mentioning that Joel Embiid only had, a z- had zero points last night, you are the guys who worry about whether Joel Embiid has 10 points a night. I don't worry about that stuff. So if you don't like that, kiss my ass and come at me, bro. Come at me. Speaking of coming at you. Yes. has nothing to do with this, actually. It's like a horrible segue. <laughs> but um, I just want to clarify something for the people that are watching on Instagram. Um Instagram is is weird, and so I am actually filming Instagram from your phone, Tony Bruno. Yes. And running the audio through there, but they are not getting the full experience. They're, They're not, not getting the full experience? No. Do they see that I don't have pants on underneath they, the desk here? If, if you are watching, if you're one of the people that is watching on Instagram, mm-hmm. you're not going to get all the different camera angles. You're not going to um, be able to see me. You'll only be able to see Tony unless I aim. Ah, see? Yeah. That's you don't exa- get to hear that stuff either. You don't too. hear the, No, you're, you can hear all of it. Everything you can hear. Um, but you can't. And, and those are the walk-up sounds from some disgusting people that are listening on Twitch. Unfortunately, all of these sounds are available <laughs> on the Internet. So. Right. And the one thing about this show versus over-the-air radio, which I've done for a million years, is that there's no, we don't try to be gross and vile and use bad words just to use them. But we don't have to worry about the FCC. No. We don't have to worry about the CDC. We, have we to don't worry have about, to worry we about, don't about the FEC. We don't got to worry about nothing. Or so ABC. My, or any of the uh, alphabets. 
the point that I'm bringing up is if you're watching on Instagram, download the Twitch app and listen and watch us through the Twitch app so that you can f- get the full experience, so right. that you can participate. Hear all the with, sounds, the music, no, everything that we do on this show, no, which is not hear, done on Tommy, any. you can hear it. They, can they, they hear, can't hear the songs. Yeah, they can hear everything. That, I thought you said they didn't get. So what part of the experience are they missing on Instagram? They're only getting the camera angle from your phone. They're not getting any of the extra the videos, the chat rooms and, okay. and the videos and all that. So they're only getting you. But I did figure out how to bring the full. Wow, that's really loud and long. That's not me. I know. That's uh, somebody walk on down, so I'm going to... That's longer that. than my applause. I know. And by the way, Colin Thompson and I have been going Sounds at it like all morning match, on Twitter. Sounds like a tennis match, doesn't it? On Twitter. Didn't that sound like a tennis match applause? It just sounded like long applause. I have the same thing right here, Robin. <laughs> and Dean's correct. If you don't want to see me, then stay on Instagram. <laughs> and it goes on and on and on. Know, I'll stop it right there. So anyway, that's what happened last night. I mentioned the Bucks playing great. The Lakers are playing great. That's my NBA. You will not hear an NBA mention on this show until Christmas Day. And then it won't be, you won't hear it because we won't be on Christmas Day, so I won't even be right. talking about it when, it's, when the season officially starts, even for the players. We all know the NBA pretty much has told us that the NBA season starts on Christmas Day because they load it up with games. Now, uh, Max Mike 51 says, depending on the angle, Tony looks like either Walter White or Jonathan Banks. Who's Jonathan Banks? Jonathan Banks is the great actor who was in Breaking Bad and has been in a lot of movies. He's an actor. Oh, was he the one that was the, the, the thug, like the, the hitman? Yes. Okay. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's yeah. a great actor. Yeah, he is. And obviously, most known for Breaking Bad, but he's most—he's—he's he's been in a lot of different things. So people—he's one of those guys you'll recognize if you don't know his name. Not Elizabeth Banks, no, who's in hiding right now after the, yeah, really. <laughs> after the Charlie's Angels movie now, bomb. I think that the the difference between you looking like Walter White or Jonathan Banks is your the color of your beard, your of goatee. If you go dark again, then you're Walter White. You if know you what happens when white, you go dark? Da- when you go dark, Robin. You know what they say. Well, once you go dark, you never go back, but... You know what they say. What do they say? Excuse me while I whip this out. Speaking hey, where are of, the white women at? They're everywhere. Don't worry about Speaking it. Speaking of whipping it out, we do have a whipping it out update. We do? Yes, we do. We're not going to do that here, though. It's too early in the show. No, but we do have a big whip it out. How do you whip it out if it's really big update? Oh, Okay. That's coming up. That's the kind of teases. You're not going to get these stories on any other show. (laughs) Any other show. Seriously. Plus, we'll get into this whole, the latest clickbait story that's uh, filling up the Delaware Valley and the entire nation's airwaves. And this is what we do. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not a uh, aggregator. And you know what aggregators are, right? Yes. They're websites that go around. And, like, when I go around and see stuff on websites, I just retweet it so everybody can see it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all the NBC Sports and CBS and all these sports sites, Barstool. Barstool does a great job because they create their own content, but they aggregate, too. Right. Aggregating sites are you go in there, you find a story that's really cool, and then you put it on your site and make people click to go to your site, even though it didn't originate on your site. Correct. And then they have to click again to go to the next site, but at least you got the first click. No, they just have a link to it on their site. Right. You don't have to do the double click or the uh, the stupid thing that they, the, the Green Bay Packers used to do with the belt. 
the double click belt thing. Remember when the when anyway, point is, that's what the world works on now. So I'm not ripping clickbait artists because the world survives on clickbait. Yeah. You know and what? So I really all these hate ne- so the click. Let me finish the story, okay. Rob. So the big clickbait story of the day. It happened yesterday on Fox Sports One. Now, I know all the guys on that show. A lot of people don't like those guys. A lot of people don't like anybody on the air. And that's your choice. You watch it or you don't. So this, the show is called, of course, Speak for Yourself. And it's got Jason Whitlock, who's a friend of mine from way back when. So he's one of the hosts. And Marcellus Wiley, another guy you've met, Robin. Mm-hmm. And another guy I've known since he just stopped, stopped playing football in the Ivy League and went to the NFL and played for a bunch of years and worked at ESPN and then went out to Fox in California. So they do this show, and what they do is what a lot of sports shows do now. You know, they have guests in there. So Michael Vick, former Atlanta quarterback, former Eagle quarterback, he was one of the panelists. And now Michael Vick is a paid contributor to Fox. You know, he doesn't just show up in the studio because he wants to give opinions at 6 o'clock in the morning in Los Angeles. He's a paid contributor. So they do the old school what all these shows do, the talking heads in boxes, except they're not talking heads in boxes. They're talking heads around a desk where there's four people sitting. So the TV talk show format is right now you have talking heads in boxes from all over the country, and then you have the desk panel shows where you have talking heads, right. sometimes maybe eight people on a set, sometimes three, sometimes four, or as we say on this show, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. So on this show, speak for yourself, Jason Whitlock, very opinionated guy, Marcellus Wiley, Ivy League smart. Not Ivy League dumb like the Harvard-Yale jerk-offs that went out there on the field at halftime thinking they're going to fix the world when all they were doing was playing to their own morons, trust fund kids who were sitting there and have no clue what the hell they're even involved in or don't know anything about the football game. They just go to the Yale Bowl to get high and get some dope off the streets up there in New Haven, Connecticut. So anyway, enough about that. So they're doing a show, and they got Michael Vick on, right? Mm-hmm. And so what do they do? They give out, have a bunch of topics about things in the NFL. Hey, about the 49ers. So they do a segment on that, and they throw it around the table. So they brought up Carson Wentz. Now, obviously, Carson Wentz here in Philly is the big story. Most people want him gone. A lot of people think he sucks completely, and it's time to move on, which is idiotic. That's the number one most idiotic commentary. Carson Wentz, he's a failure. Get him out of here. Those are people that just don't know or don't understand football and just think having a take, a hot take, makes them feel like they're part of the crowd because it's the hip and trendy thing to do now. I, I, I'm the first guy to admit Carson Wentz did not play well at all. Mm-hmm. He was horrible. Yeah. So the Carson Wentz narrative, so to speak, is now national. It started out here in Philly. It actually started with the chick Josina Anderson at ESPN when she got Alshon Jeffrey to be the, uh, the, the, the leaker, the whistleblower inside the Eagles' locker room. So he fed her because she has yeah. his number, and she calls him. And we know it's Alshon. I mean, he's going to deny it. She's going to deny it. This is how people get sources. Mm-hmm. You know, Josina Anderson, female, works hard at ESPN, tries to get a mole in every locker room so that when something looks wrong or a team has a bad game or there seems to be some strife inside the uh, clubhouse, the locker room, the room, she goes to somebody, give me what, what's going on in there. What's going on in there, Alshon? Other than you're dropping a lot of balls this year and you keep getting hurt. Yeah, man, Carson, nobody likes him in this room. 
So that's how the story starts. Carson Wentz is not a leader. Nobody respects him. They don't look up to him. He doesn't have the following of the team. Exactly. He's no Nick Foles. And so Carson Wentz went from being a local story to Josina Anderson elevating it into Carson Wentz sucks and he's got, he's got nobody behind him in the Eagles locker room. So then that story picks up legs. And then Carson plays a couple of bad games in a row. This whole team offensively stinks on ice. And so when he has another bad game or throws another ball, Twitter blows up with people immediately wanting him run out of town, and they always go to the Nick Foles card, right? The Nick Foles card is played every single week, and nobody loves Nick Foles more than I do. So now let's fast forward or go back and roll the tape back Monday morning on Speak for Yourself on FX1. I'm going to show you what clickbait is all about because this is a segment on the show. So so let let me set it up. So Jason Whitlock, the host, comes up with a question. And the question was, will Carson Wentz fail in Philadelphia? That was a question that was asked of the panel, right? Okay. So then let me fast forward. So now before you hear the tape of the entire thing, it's only like two and a half minutes long, Marcellus Wiley answers the question first, and then they ask Michael Vick the same Same question. question. Will Carson Wentz fail in Philadelphia? He gives his answer. So when he gives his answer immediately all the clickbait people all over NBC Sports Philadelphia CBS ABC NBC BBC BBWs everybody's chiming in Michael Vick says Carson Wentz is going to fail in Philadelphia as if he just grabbed the microphone out of nowhere nowhere. and made that proclamation that's what you would think if you look on the internet and you see this now he does he, he doesn't. Well, let's th- hear it. Shall we hear no, it? So let me set it up because what people don't tell you when they're doing clickbait to try to get right. you to go to their site so they can get another click is but, that Carson, is that Michael Vick was asked a question. A leading question. Exactly. And he gave an answer. So Marcellus Wiley takes the question first from Jason Whitlock and gives an answer to the question, will Carson Wentz fail in Philadelphia? Okay. All right, the question here is, and I, I believe the burner account I believe that it was Nelson Aguilar. Oh, gee, uh, uh, <laughs> will Carson Wentz fail in Philadelphia? Woo. Man, mm. he's summing this up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I would say he would fail, and I'm going to tell you why. One in the last two years, uh, he played 11 games last year, five and six. This year, week 11, five and six. It's not a winning record. Two, football is a great game of skill, but a greater game of will. By the very nature, essence of the game, you are trying to move people against their own will. And then the people who are supposed to help you are not trying to help you as much as possible, as fully as possible. Teammates not pulling in the same direction as you. Case in point, Nick Foles gets in there two different times and the team looks completely different in complexion both times. That's because... Football's militaristic. Key elements of football, trust and communication. To the point where we don't even have to say anything and we know what's up. Nonverbal communication. He doesn't have that. So what's going to end up occurring, because all these stories find a convenient place to land somehow, some way, with Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to erode whatever talent, whatever numbers you put up, because guys are not pulling in the same direction. So ultimately, if you've Gun to head, say, what do I think? I think this situation is not going to go as advertised. 
Marcellus, I'm gonna have to agree with what you just said and in a sense of, you know, he will fail in, in, in Philadelphia. I think, you know, just the bar has been set so high, you know, by Nick Foles. And regardless of when he came in, you know, he did what he did. They won the Super Bowl. Now, you know, it's a ceiling that's, that's been set. And uh, along with Carson Wentz's character, which sometimes has been questioned, you know, by his, team, by his teammates, you know, and, and the public, you know, it just makes it difficult for him. So I think he's just fighting an uphill battle continuously, week in and week out, to win, to be a good teammate. You know, it's, it's a lot. You know, that, that, that takes a lot on you. To, it takes a lot from you to be able to handle that responsibility. You know, on top of that, man, you, you got a, a guy who is probably going to go down as one of the greats of all time in Philadelphia history and Nick Foles, and you got to chase that. That's difficult. So there you go. And again, I, they are entitled to their opinion. They both, all these guys played football. The bottom line is this. The Nick Foles card and Marcellus Wiley, of all people, Harvard-educated guy, played in the NFL at the highest levels, to drop the Nick Foles card that, remember, and again, I'm not, I don't hate, I love Nick Foles, and Nick Foles, he won't be, he'll go down as the only quarterback to win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia up until now. That's what he did. He came in late in the season. Carson Wentz led them to 11-2. and He got hurt. Foles came in, took him to the Super Bowl, and won it. But to, to say that Nick Foles is the most legendary and the most – he's not. You look at his career, and I love Nick Foles. The other crowd that says, well, the Eagles should have not let Nick Foles go. First of all, you don't understand how the salary cap works. There was no way they were going to pay Nick Foles $20 million a year as a backup quarterback in the event that Carson Wentz gets hurt again. It doesn't happen anywhere. There's no team in the NFL that has a high-paid quarterback that has a high-paid backup unless they made a mistake and can't get rid of that contract. So the whole Nick Foles would have been better off here and would have been better here. I don't buy it. Why can't people just agree that Foles, that, that Carson Wentz was having an MVP season before he made that infamous dive in Los Angeles and got hurt beating the Rams out there at the L.A. Coliseum, and then Nick Foles... A very good quarterback who came in when everybody on that team stepped up. Unlike this year, when somebody went down on that team, the next guy stu- stood up and got it done. And Nick Foles was number one on that board. This has a statue. He'll never be forgotten here. But it's interesting because the coach of that team, Doug Peterson, even though he was the coach and had a coaching staff and everything fell into place for the team to win that Super Bowl that year, the people want – People don't want to give him credit for being the head coach of a team that won the Super Bowl, the first ever in the history of this franchise. So the problem with this whole thing about giving a take and your opinion's better than – everybody has an opinion. I don't deny anybody their opinion. But to suggest that that, that now all of a sudden Doug Peterson can't coach and Carson Wentz can't play and he's a failure and he's going to fail here is ridiculous. He's failing because of everything around him, including himself failing. He's not failing because all Sean Jeffrey, who may be banging some reporter on the side, uh, gives and, and, and by the way, and Marcellus even said, he said Nelson Aguilar. So they didn't even have the right mole right. They didn't even have the mole correct. It wasn't Nelson Aguilar. We know it was all Sean Jeffrey. So the problem with this is Michael Vick suggesting, Michael Vick of all people, who, by the way, went from hated public enemy number one 
When the Eagles signed him, I was the first guy on any radio show in America, on national radio, the night that it happened. We were on the air live, and I was the first guy to stand up and say, hey, I don't like what Michael Vick does, did either. I'm a big animal lover. My son rescues dogs. We love animals. So I didn't like it, but he did the crime, and he did the time, and then he deserved a second chance, just like Colin Kaepernick. He didn't do a crime, but he deserves a second chance, whether somebody's willing to give it to him or not. Vic got that second chance from Jeffrey Lurie, and he came in there and he played pretty well. But he didn't win anything here. He didn't win anything in Atlanta, and he was one of the most dynamic players in NFL history. So this whole thing about, well, you know, he's, he's, there's no way he can live up to the hype. What do you mean there's no way he can live up to the hype? Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Fran Tarkenton went to five and lost him. Jim Kelly went to four and lost them all. You don't lose your greatness because you haven't won a Super Bowl. And by the way, Carson Wentz has a Super Bowl ring. He's not one of these guys who's on the practice squad standing around all year. And so have things been different? And the, the point about last year, five and six last year, five and six this year, to just throw those out is this, those are the numbers. Yeah, the numbers are 10 and 12. He has a losing record in the last two seasons. But to not take into account why they have a losing record. Carson hasn't been hurt this year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't missed games because of injury. He had a defense that couldn't stop anybody at the beginning of the year. Again, these are reasons, not excuses. Just like the Cowboys early in the year. They were struggling when they had a couple of their offensive linemen hurt. What happened? They got healthy. Everybody else started getting healthy. Healthy, And then same thing with Jared Goff and the Los Angeles Rams, the powerful Rams. He got everybody healthy last night, Goff, and he still got his doors blown in. So is Jared Goff a failure? Is, is, uh, is the head coach who was the toast of the NFL, young guy, look at this offense, look at all these weapons, look at that defense. Now all of a sudden they look like shit. So the problem is you have to, you have to break these things down game by game and year by year. To suggest that Carson Wentz was 5-6 and six last year, so he failed in, in his nine games, I mean in 11 games. Remember, he got hurt again at the end of the year mm-hmm. and was still trying to play with a bad back, and they made the playoffs. Yeah. And then Nick Foles went in. This time it didn't work because it doesn't always work because it happened the one time. Jeff Hostetler won a Super Bowl for the New York Giants because their starting quarterback, Phil Simms, got hurt. Jeff Hostetler went in and did his job as a backup quarterback with a good team who went in there and finished the job. And so this, you know, there's no way. And I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not saying he's going to have a Hall of Fame career and he's going to be the greatest quarterback ever. All I'm saying is to be able to write people off because they were 5-6 and six last year without looking at the circumstances why they were 5-6, and six, and to also look at this year where they, their defense was horrific and then their offense started having injuries. So, again, are these excuses? No, they're facts. But you watch now because the Eagles will have Lane Johnson back at right tackle. They're playing a crappy team in Miami. They have five games to go while nobody's having Super Bowl fever in Philly. Bottom line is the Eagles are going to get healthy offensively, and then you can start evaluating whether or not. If the, if the Eagles get healthy and Lane Johnson's back out at right tackle, pro bowler, Brandon Brooks, who had an anxiety attack at right guard, is back in there. That right side of the offensive line now is still one of the best in football, which it, neither one of those guys played. And now you get some receivers back. <clears throat> now you've got a healthy defense. And then you take it from there. And so all the people who are Carson Wentz sucks and he's got to go now are the same people who will be jumping up and down and putting on their Carson Wentz jerseys if they get this thing back on the tracks. But you watch. They'll win easily in Miami, which they should do, 
and then there will still be people on Monday. Well, they only beat the Miami Dolphins. What do you expect? Guess what? They still have to execute offense to beat the Miami Dolphins. They don't just roll the ball out there like Phil Jackson did with the Lakers in the Kobe and Shaq era. you got to go out and play. And that's what people forget in their hubbub and the clickbaits and the national shows and the local shows that just do this every single day, day after day after day, to make the phones ring. That's the reason this stuff goes on, Robin. Because radio stations, now there's three sports stations in Philly. There's 50,000 sports networks and radio shows where everybody's got to fill time every day. And with all due respect, most of these hosts can't fill three hours of time without taking phone calls or loading their show up with guests. But that's the way it works. I'm not saying it's bad. So for people running around today, oh, did you hear? Michael Vick said Carson Wentz will fail in Philly. He may be right, but he also may be wrong. And as he's the guy who said it, it may look easy, but it's hard. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was Michael Vick's words when people were criticizing him for not being able to go to the promised land. It may look easy, but it's hard. And so, Michael, you know, people in this town embraced you when you came in here and performed and gave you a second chance. All you're doing to me, and again, you're getting paid, so you got to give an opinion. They asked him a question, and he gave his opinion. And it was a leading question. And it wasn't a leading question. It was a known question. Well, it was. But the point, my problem with it is people are running with this story as if Michael Vick grabbed the microphone somewhere right. and said, here, let me tell everybody that Carson Wentz is going to fail in Philly. That's not how it played out. He did give his reasons. I don't agree with him, but we'll see. But if anybody who's played in this town and knows the pulse of the fans in this city, that how much they'll love you when you're doing well and how much they'll turn on you when you're not, Michael Vick should know that better than anybody because the fans, for the most part, didn't turn on him. In the beginning, there was a lot of resistance because right. people didn't, I'm not going to go to the games, he's a dog killer, and there's still a lot of those people around. Mm-hmm. I don't like dog killers either, but I'm, I'm a fair person. I think if Michael Vick could still play, and he did, and he came in here and played well, that's the way the world works when you're using justice and the law. The, the justice system worked. Michael Vick got in trouble, got caught, paid the dues, and came back. The fact that people still think he had no, absolutely no way that he should play again is unfair. That's where you don't have justice. You don't have to get hired. Nobody has more, to hire you. It's more than that. It's more than, more than the fact that he just did the time. He actually changed his way of thinking about dogs. Exactly. He went out Completely. and did the right he, thing he, he because actually, he grew up in an right. environment where that stuff was commonplace, and it happens with a lot of kids. Kids grow up in gang-infested neighborhoods. That's what they know. They know the ways out are selling drugs or playing sports or getting out of the neighborhood, but right they're stuck in that environment. Michael Vick was stuck in an environment. Allen Iverson was stuck in an right. environment it was, where they grew up in a tough area with a lot of tough characters. And dog fighting is a cultural norm. Exactly. Just like bullfighting is a cultural norm in Spain. And cockfighting is a nor- cultural norm in uh, Indonesia and the Philippines and other countries like that. And it's just a way of of re-educating yeah. and realizing that that's, it's the wrong thing to do. So I'm not going to re-adjudicate and tell people what to think about Michael Vick or not. I'm not telling people, wow, Michael Vick, you got to turn on him again because he said something about Carson Wentz. This stuff all plays out eventually. It all comes out in the wash. Except it doesn't unless you have OxyClean or some really, really good detergent yeah. now. I have some of this uh, Grandma's Attic secret sauce. Grandma's Attic? It's, it's something. It's like Grandma's a- an attic now? Is she selling meth now, too, to make it ends meet? (laughs) Sometimes you need something a little extra special. That's all I'm saying. Even Grandma knows that.
Just like fistball is a cultural norm in Fistovia, says Burton Gus. <laughs> I am the mayor of Fistovia. Yes. And thank you for joining us today. We have some turkey tips, of course. Thanksgiving, a couple days away, Robin. Should we do one of them right yeah, now? Yeah, let's do one of these. These are these are these have been around. This is a tale as old as time. So forget about calling the Butterball Hotline. Forget about calling the any hotline that you call. It's the Tony Bruno turkey tips part of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Here's one more little tip for you as you get ready for the big feast in two days. It's time for another cooking minute. Yes, we're talking turkey with Tony Bruno. Hi, boys and girls. I'm Chef Tony. And today I'm going to teach you the importance of fully cooking your turkey. Set the oven to 350. Then take your bird and smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Cook one half hour per pound. This is what a perfectly cooked turkey looks like. Take cover! You kill me, Boston! For more of Tony's great recipes, call his cooking hotline, 877-99-ON-FOX. Make sure to specify recipe number two. Next time, we'll check out candied yams. I mean, candied yams. There you have it. You're not getting that when you call the Butterball Hotline and talk to some middle-aged woman uh, somewhere in, in the middle of the country. You know what I'm saying? Where wow. were the? Where do you think the Butterball Hotline is uh, headquartered, Robin? You think they outsource that now to uh, <laughs> to the Philippines? You call the Butterball Hotline, and it's like, do your Filipino act, because Robin always, because Robin lived in the Philippines. And every time we meet somebody in person, I don't know if I can do it. or somebody is on the line when we call for a, you know, for a customer service, you immediately oh, can tell a Filipino yes, accent. Yes, mom. Um, how? Oh, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I recognize it, but I don't know if I can fake it. Salamat. Salamat po. Thank you, mom. <laughs> that was some mom. The great thing about those turkey tips, we did those. 10 years, over 10 years ago. Yeah, it was longer than that. That may be 15 years old when we did that. Did the great Jason Mark, one of my producers, my board op at Fox Sports Radio, and all the producers we had there, great, great thinking minds, really proactive guys who said, you know, we did stupid stuff all the time. But it was funny because we'd all get together and brainstorm after the show and put together some bits the next day. And that one's one of those where there's like five or six of them and we play them back every year because people love them, as they stupid as they are. the test of time. That's I mean, sure. how many people will pull out a sawed-off or an automatic weapon to make sure that and bird— And bring up commie bastards. And I call the turkey a commie bastard. That was 15 years ago. I know. When commie bastards weren't even a big thing anymore. But and now, now they are. Now we <laughs> and know. now they're back. <laughs> The Butterball Hotline is the Curry Hotline the other 364 days of the year. We should call, uh, is it in Mumbai, India? I don't know. I think they actually have, I think they don't outsource the Butterball Turkey so. Hotline. I just picture, you know, all these uh, mi- women in the Midwest. Yes, they all look like Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, and they're all, and they're all they sitting all have with apron. the apron. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I picture in my head. And I see those little strings. The little flower. And the little flower, yeah. and then they have the little string things that come in the little bags so when you want to tie the yeah. legs together. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I usually let them hold their legs together Rosy and open them cheeks. up. Yeah, exactly. That's what and I they picture. sound just like Amy Klobuchar, presidential a, candidate. A little bit of a southern accent, maybe? No, 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 no. No southern accent? No, no southern. That's a Midwest. That's a flyover country thing. 
you know, you think of turkeys. You're not thinking about the deep south. Mm-hmm. Now, there's wild turkeys roaming around everywhere, especially in the deep south. So Even here in Philadelphia, accent? you go in Jersey, there's wild turkeys everywhere. What kind of accent is in the Midwest? There's, there's really no, like, this, like Chicago accents are not, there's more of a Chicagoland area. But when you got into radio back when I did, mm-hmm. the whole thing was like, what do you want to sound like? You want to sound like you're from the Midwest where there's no accent at all, where people can't detect where you come from. And so that was the goal if you had a South Philly accent or a Boston, back when it mattered. It doesn't matter now. Yeah. You could sound like some chitrul off the street and have a big-time radio show. You could sound like you're uh, you know, down on 9th Street at the Italian market hey, throwing some zucchinis in the bag you know, and ripping them out. What else you want? What else? But back then, the key was you want to sound like a Midwest accent, which means there is no accent. Now, there are places. Chicago does. Wisconsin does. I'm talking more like Indiana. Minnesota. No, Minnesota has an accent. Yeah. And that's Amy Klobuchar. She's got that Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnetonka. That's what the, we should call the Butterball Hotline on the air. Live. Let me see. If we don't have many guests really, scheduled today. Really, do they really still exist? Yes, they answer the phones live. It, Tony Romo's sitting right next to them, though, at the Corona Hotline, telling people the same thing. Get a Corona and a lime and then hand me a paycheck because that. I'm sitting in front of a fake beach. It's actually now called the Butterball Turkey Talk line. Oh, the Butterball Turkey Talk. Yeah, Turkey Talk. Now we're talking. Oh, they have a photograph up of... (laughs) Of who? (laughs) All the women. (laughs) Do they have the real women? So they're not outsourcing the... uh, It looks exactly like what we thought it would look like. Amy Klobuchar, right? Look. Let me see. Look at this picture. I want to see it. Put it up there. That's all the turkey uh, chicks. That's what it's, it says. These are these are the women that you when you call in and they're wearing. They all have the little rosy cheeks. Did I not say they had the aprons on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make that bigger. Well, that's what I said to one of those women once, and they hung up on me. These are uh, they're open every November and December. There are fifty plus ex. So these aren't even all of them answer more than a hundred thousand questions for thousands of households. Are they all crackers? Any 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 women of color in there? Well, it's all white chicks. These are all white in this particular photograph. What if I, what happens if you like dark meat? I don't. <laughs> you're, you're screwed, I guess. <laughs> but the turkey talk line is one eight hundred butterball. Let's call them right now, Robin. Let's really? let's seriously, okay. let's call them right now, because people aren't basing their birds yet. They're not even ramming that stuffing in those holes yet. They're not even getting their. They're not even getting their celery and all the other accoutrement yet. It's only Tuesday, Robin. All right. It's called the Butterball Turkey Talk Line. We're talking turkey. Sucker. Welcome to Butterball. To be connected to our Butterball Turkey Talk Line, for information on turkey preparation and cooking assistance, press or say three. If you have a product question or concern, press or say four. Bienvenido a Butterball. Three, right? Yeah, that's it, three. Your call may be monitored or recorded to ensure quality customer service. (laughs) Thank you for calling the Butterball Turkey Talk Line. All turkey experts are assisting other callers. Your estimated wait time is about five minutes. For self-service options to frequently ask questions, press one. Tomorrow it'll be like calling Comcast. Butterball.com. For information okay, on so turkey I'm preparation, I'm going to put it down in the background. Yeah, so put it down. We want to be. Uh, we want to do this live.
because this is an important, you know, for a lot of people out there, there are many young couples who are going to be making their first turkeys this year. It happens every year. Yeah. And I am a turkey aficionado and a great turkey. What kind of music do they play in the background? I think they just wing it. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, well, we They can... play elevator music. It is elevator music. I was going to say it sounded kind of like um, the the golf golf channel music. I think they have, uh, you know who they have back there answering the hotline? Senk Ugar. He's a turkey expert, I think. Isn't he from, per- isn't he from Turkey? The Young Turks. You know that oh, guy? He's yeah, now yeah, running yeah, for yeah. political office. I wonder if they have Young Turks. Is that a Turkologist? Does Lou Turks have a hotline right now? If I call Lou Turks up here in the so now, What are you, you going to ask them, Tony? I'm going to ask some uh, basic questions, Robin. I'm here for the audience. I already know how to make a perfectly turk. I just showed you how to make sure the turkey's cooked on one of my turkey tips. Hello, friends. Yes. It's an outrage. It is an outrage. Bring that up a little bit, Robin. It's nice, soothing. Everybody's all tense. The holidays now. People are jumping in their cars. This is like a 1970s commercial music. No, this sounds like you're at a Ren Fair, and you're just walking into a Ren Fair. And it's early in the morning and shit hasn't started yet. I don't think that they have changed this music since 1973. It even has like that crackly sound to it. Turkeys are forever, Robin. You know what I'm saying? No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Not when you're around. You eat those suckers like crazy. And I'm seeing all these polls and surveys now on Twitter about, uh, you know, not not everybody eats turkey. In fact, when I grew up, we didn't have turkey in our house. My mom didn't make turkeys. No, she made... Uh, My mom doesn't like turkeys. Cap- she made yeah. capons. Capons. And you know what a capon is, right? It, it is a... Uh, it's, a it's a basically a chicken. neutered a chicken. chicken. Yeah. A nick, nick, so it's a rooster that has... had his cock cut off. No, balls. Balls, cock, whatever. You take the whole thing out of there. They don't have to go through a hormonal treatment, though, when they take that off. No. So they sell them as... You don't see many. And then there's only capons are only... So- Excuse me. Sold in certain markets. What happens? Like, why does a capon taste different than a rooster or chicken? I don't know. That's a good question. I really don't know. See, <clears throat> chicken, I think chicken and capon taste the same. I don't know what the difference is. I think they made a lot of capons in South Philly because all the Italian women thought, hey, let's get a capon. I would think that a capon would be more expensive because I would also think that it would be very difficult to castrate a rooster. I mean, those... Jersey Talkland. How can I help you? Yes, good afternoon. My name is Tony Bruno. We're calling uh, on uh, my live uh, Twitch stream right now because a lot of people who listen to our show uh, uh, know about the Turkey Hotline, but a lot of people don't. So I want to know how busy you guys are. We're two days away. It sounds like it's very, very busy at the Turkey Talk Line. Very busy, and guess what? I will transfer to our supervisors who can um, answer your questions. Can I do that? Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. See there, you hear it in the background. Yeah, there. This busy. isn't some. This isn't some. What do they call those sorry. things? Yeah, I'm sorry. What is uh, the um, your radio station? Color? It's called the Tony Bruno Show, and we're on Twitch.tv around the world now. So people who want preparations and some last minute questions, we will help them get their turkeys okay. ready as a public service to the community. Okay, super. Hold on, please. Exactly. Super. See, she's not from L.A. No. Because she would have said, super. Yeah, no, this Super. is I this is Midwest. This is flyover country people. Yes. I think This you... is the fruited plain or plains depending on where you are. <laughs> Chief 
29 <laughs> says she sounded like she's from Wisconsin. She did. Wisconsin. Happy. See, it? most people, when you call customer service, A, you can't understand them, and B, they sound like they don't really want to be there. You know what I mean? They're sitting in Mumbai. Right. Have you seen the pictures of Mumbai where there's like 5,000 telephone lines going into a pole into one single house? 5 million. No, into one house. That's I just know. one house. It's crazy. This isn't a boiler room. <laughs> Doug McGregor, can you ask her what she's wearing right now, Tony? <laughs> that would be inappropriate because all of these ladies look like they are grandmas. <laughs> and we can clearly see what they're wearing. They are wearing aprons. <laughs> exactly. Come on, people. You think it would be if they asked a supervisor what she's wearing that would be a little over the line, Robin? Yes. Would that be a Me Too violation? Yes. Would I have to go to uh, HR? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I will send you there. These ladies are doing a service you think for she's our wearing country. Like the full length? You think she's wearing a thong or like full length? Put in 7002. 7002. Okay. Hi there, Hello? No. Oh, hi, Tony. Hold on one second. I'm transferring you right now. Beautiful. Thank you so much. This is customer Hello? service. Hello? Who am I speaking hi with? Uh, my name is Alice Coffee, and I am at the Butterball Turkey Talk Line. Now, we're, we're just assuming now that this is somewhere in the Midwest, right? Where is the actual Butterball Turkey Hotline originating from today? Well, we're right outside of Chicago, so you're right. We're in the suburb of Naperville. What do you think about Mitch Trubisky, by the way? Is he a turkey or is he okay now if you're a uh, Chicago Bear fan? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's a good question. I guess I'm a turkey expert, so I don't really know about the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> the Bears. So you're a Packer fan? I mean, you're a sports fan? Um, not really. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame people. There's not really much to root for in Chicago these days. All right, let's get to the turkey no. hotline now. So what is the number one question, Alice, when people call? Because as like we mentioned, every year, you know, there's many people who have never actually made a turkey dinner. And so I guess, is, is it mostly novices or are people who want to know new recipes? What's the number one question? Uh, you know, we can, yeah, we get a cross of all kinds of people calling us. The number one question, though, still after all these years, is how do I thaw the turkey? So they went and bought this weekend a great big frozen turkey, and they never thought about it. So now they're, okay, Thanksgiving is a couple of days away. They've got to thaw it. So the only thing they can really do now is put it in the kitchen sink and water or in a tub of water, change the water every 30 minutes, and it takes 30 minutes a pound to thaw it out completely before Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, and a lot of people buy, you know, when you buy them frozen, they are rock solid. So you better take they it out are. today. It's Tuesday to get it thawing slowly, and especially people with the turkey fryers, because we've seen those incidents where people put a frozen turkey in a turkey fryer, oh, it and it explodes. Right. You cannot put any frozen turkey in a turkey fryer. I would not recommend that. The turkey in a fryer has to be completely thawed and very, very dry before it's lowered into the water. Now, Alice, this is uh, Miss Robin. I'm um, also on the show. I have a question for you. One of the people's favorite things with Thanksgiving is leftovers. Leftovers, yeah. Yes. So now turkey, um, being poultry, there is a refrigerator life of what is a safe leftover? How long can you keep turkey in the refrigerator after Thanksgiving? Well, we recommend after about two hours of eating your Thanksgiving dinner to bring that turkey carcass back into the kitchen, take the rest of the meat off the bone, 
what you're going to eat for the weekend, you're going to put into a container. So it's about three to four days of refrigerated leftovers. Now, what and if you want to freeze it? Can you, more, can you freeze it? You can like freeze after that? it. Yeah, if you have a, if you have extra meat, you can go ahead and put it in your freezer for up to two months. Beautiful. So That's I what I do. You know. Right. No, recommend right. putting it in smaller packages. I remember whenever freezer. I did the Thanksgivings at my house with the big family, I would be the guy that cut, and then, of course, everybody's eating, and then I would go in and get the rest of the white meat and then the, the drumsticks and the thighs and all that stuff off, take the dark meat because some of my friends and family like dark meat, separate all of that stuff, and then this way uh-huh. you get rid of the car. And then I would save the carcass, and the next day I'd put it into a big pot and make turkey stock out of it. Yes, you can if you really still have enough energy. <laughs> I would recommend that for sure. A lot of people do that. They put the carcass back in the refrigerator, and then the next day uh, make some nice soup with it. Make a nice stock. Or turkey tetrazzini. Oh, I make turkey. I do everything with turkey. Turkey tetrazzini. Turkey uh, Rubens the next day. You get that nice piece of bread. You toast it. You put the turkey slices on there. The whole Reuben thing. Because I, I love turkey. I, I like turkey Rubens more than I like the uh, the... The, what do you call pastrami? it? Pastrami. Pastrami uh, Rubens. Right. Well, we, they have turkey chili, which is very popular with leftovers. Even if you have lots of little bitty pieces and you don't have, like, nice slices, take all the little bitty pieces and, and you make a nice chili with it. Oh, man, and you're making me hungry now, Alice. Corn. You're, now, the one <laughs> yeah. other question that I have, because a lot of people have gone this route, which is putting the turkey okay. in the bag. You know, in the bag, you put the flour in the bag, and then supposedly that makes it cook faster and more evenly. Do you believe in the bag uh, turkey bit? I personally don't like the bag as much. I like the more roasted flavor, which putting in the turkey in the oven gives you a more roasted flavor. But turkey in the bag, a lot of people like it because it does cook faster, and it, and it really releases a lot of the juices. So people have a lot of uh, broth left over. They like to make a lot of gravy. But the turkey itself, it gives you more steamed flavor. So it's a different flavor altogether. Alice, we have one last question. We actually, because okay. we have a part, uh, we have a TV show, we are now putting up the Butterball website. There is a uh, turkey talk line photograph with a bunch of women on there. Are you part of that uh-huh. group? Are you on there? I, I am in one of those pictures, yes. I've been here 25 years, so I'm in one of those pictures, but I don't know which one you're looking at. Oh, it's the one that's the, uh, the first one that pops up when you log on to the okay, turkey talk so line. There's a, there, is there about eight women in the picture? Yes. That's I'm not on that picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's another photo that has uh, like four row, three rows of ladies, and I'm in one of those pictures. So, but, the, but the, now the, we have ladies and men working on the talk line, so it's changed a lot in the last couple of years. Beautiful. Now, this is not a two-day operation. This isn't like the, you know, the Halloween stores that they put up in empty buildings for a couple of weeks before Halloween, and they <laughs> shut no, them back down. You guys are there all year, right? We are here all, not all year, no, but it is definitely not a pop-up store. It's just November <laughs> and December. November and December were open, right, all the beginning of November all the way till the end of December. And, of course, Thanksgiving is our big busiest time because it's traditionally uh, Thanksgiving time. But, yeah, we're here all of November and December and happy to answer all the calls. You know, we are all the turkey experts. There's over 50 of us, and we're um, all trained to answer questions on turkeys, no matter how they're done, steamed or fried or uh, smoked, anything you anything you want to do, and we can help you with that. Beautiful. Well, you've been very, very helpful, Alice. We really, really appreciate it. 
You guys do a great job there. But you're not there like 24. It's like, say, 2 o'clock tomorrow morning, Wednesday, people are starting to panic. Can, can people call you at like 2 a.m. for an emergency turkey fix? Uh, no, we're actually, we have regular hours from 8 to 8, at, 8 in the morning till 8 at night in the Midwest. But if they do panic and they're up all night and they can't sleep, you can go on Butterball.com, and there's some very helpful how-to videos that they can watch uh, that will help them out. And also they can text us or send us an email. Or if they have an Alexa device at their house, they can go ahead and ask Alexa to ask Butterball. And our, we have pre-recorded answers for most of the questions that we hear. So if you need some company during the middle of the night, we're there for you. Beautiful. <laughs> Well, Alice, you've been great, and I you know I, I've, I've spoken with the Butterball Hotline people over the years at my different radio shows, and the one thing that is consistent, not just a great turkey, but you people are all cheerful, you do your job well, and you help people out in a time of need, which right now means I need the turkey. I, I, I have turkey all year round. I mean, I, I'm not a, I don't just do Thanksgiving. Have, I have turkey every Our fans are now ripping Tony, going, who the heck eats turkey in March? You know who eats turkey in March? Tony. I do. I'll buy a turkey. I'll buy a Butterball turkey breast and just go buy and put the breast in and not have to make the whole turkey. Perfect. Basted. Oh, sure. It's phenomenal stuff, man. Alice, thank yeah, you so very much. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put You're your hands welcome. together for the great Alice Coffee, the Butterball Hotline, Turkey Hotline. They're up and they're open, waiting for your calls. Thank you, Alice, so much. You're welcome, sir. Beautiful. There you have it, folks. One thing that we just proved, and I said it beforehand, everything that I said about the Butterball Hotline, true. Chicago. All real Midwest. Midwest people. Farm-raised, corn-fed. And those were the real photographs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we called this it, This ain't right? no bait and switch here. This isn't like Tinder or all these other sites where you go on there and it's all BS. They're the real deal. You know what I'm saying? So, we were we were being very nice because, you know, they're ladies there and we did not want to embarrass anybody. I didn't want to do what are you wearing yeah. and that stuff. I mean, that's but, just but as that's Collins, stuff. Collins, I don't make $250 million a year like Howard Stern, so I can't go out and ask her what she's wearing. Uh, Collins21 says, this is amazing. An entire different show is taking place in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. If you if you are on any other platform right now watching, you are not getting to enjoy the Bruno Familia in the Twitch chat room. That is just you guys are so inappropriate. Oh my gosh! I didn't make Bruno a true gentleman. Anyone else would have made an ass of that lady for laughs. <laughs> not Tony Bruno. That's right. Because why would I? That woman's doing her job. I know. It's a public. You don't even have to pay. It's not like you had to pay her. 99 cents a minute for her to talk dirty turkey talk to you and go gobble gobble. Now, I, I might consider that if you want to pay me extra. Robin I, will do some I'll turkey do calls in the phone for you. 99 cents a minute. The phones are open right now. Miss Robin. Talk oh turkey. Oh, my gosh. Did you, did you read some of these things, <laughs> yes. Tony? Good God almighty. This is hysterical. Uh... <laughs> Let's so play another gonna... turkey tip right okay. now, Robin. I'll play and then we'll move back to the business. All right? Because we only have two hours and two hours and forty-five minutes left on the show. God. <laughs> Here we go. It's time for another cook. Why did that thing stop there every time? Oh. Yes, we're talking turkey with Tony Bruno. Hi, boys and girls. I'm Chef Tony, and today we'll pick out that perfect wine for your Thanksgiving feast. 
This is a 96 Merlot. Ah, beautiful. Now the 87 Cabernet. That's a little flinty. Here's a 92 White Zinfandel. Excuse me. For more of Tony's great recipes, call his cooking hotline, 877-99-ON-FOX. Make sure to specify recipe number two. Next time, I'll show you how to... There you have it, another very, very handy turkey tip yes. on this Tuesday. And by the way, don't call 99-ON-FOX. No, that no, that's, that's that the old number. That was a 10-year ago. <laughs> that was more than that. That Literally, was that's 2001, 2002 yeah. vintage. Yeah. That's for good vintage, by the way. That's like... Almost 18 years ago now, Robin. That's how long. I've been doing this before those butterball women were even knew how to bake a turkey or roast a turkey or fry a turkey or smoke a turkey. What's the newest one where you put it in, you, you, uh, put it in a bag and then you put it in water? What do they call that? Oh, I don't like that. They don't do that with turkeys, though. They can do it they with They do that with anything. a lot of food. What's it called? Your daughter does that stuff. I know. What is I that called? I can't think of what it's called. Come on, any Ceviche, chef. Not ceviche, yeah, something like, like that. So, uh, so su, souvin, souvin? Souvin, sauvage? No, it's not age. It's like it's, in. It's something in. Souvin. Souvi. Souvi? Souvi. Yeah, souvi. Or not souvi. Sou meaning in, v. No, sou meaning. Under. Underwater. Yes. V? V? I don't know. It's some French thing. It looks gross. I don't want to put I don't want to put a, a piece of fish inside one of those, you know, uh plastic plastic bags that you use when you know what is it called? The the, uh, the, the air type the, the air savers. Yeah. So you have them you have a piece of fish in there and you throw it in this stupid hot water no, but and then I'm supposed to like, eat that? It's apparently you put it in like not really, really hot. It doesn't boil it, right. but it it, it does something supposedly the taste is fantastic, but it doesn't have any browning. It doesn't like. Yeah, brown I don't want that. I don't. Don't give me that mealy shit. I don't want that stuff. By the way, <laughs> food condoms for safety. Yes, sticky pirate. You're exactly right. That's what it looks like. Food Speaking condoms. of sticky icky, you thought that Thanksgiving oh. could never be changed with all, and we're not going to do sides and what's your favorite uh, the turkey pie and all this other stuff. But but every year somebody always comes up with a new recipe to try to make it a little bit better. And what's the most important thing to have besides a great turkey and the stuffing? Gravy. You got to have gravy. Got to have. Robin's gravy. got a great gravy now. She got it from the uh, what's her face up there in uh, in yeah, the rich the... fat chick up there in, in New York <laughs> on Long Island on the Hamptons. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> I hate oh, calling God, her fat chick. Her I apologize for that. Uh, God, I can't think of her name right now. She's the. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll think of it in a minute. We have her cookbooks. Yes, but um. Oh, why can't I think of her name? For God's sakes, Tony Bruno. If you hadn't said anything. No, if you hadn't said anything, I would have been able to remember it. But then you brought it up and it went. Ina Garten. Yeah, Ina. Ina Garten. Ina Garten. Thank you, Wedge W. Ina Garten. I use her recipe for gravy. Her turkey gravy recipe is is, the best. It is. You got to have the giblets and that stuff in there. And it's made with a little bit of cognac. And oh my God, it's so fantastic. It's It's pronounced. Unlike your sister's. Isn't that what I said? Yeah, my sisters use a jar. Or a can. I hate to do Gross. it to my family. The Italians don't know. They don't do turkey. It's not a tradition. It's, it, it's not. It's, it's, it's raviolis we... or lasagna. You have to have pasta if you're Italian. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, I guilt them into getting turkey. It's just wrong. And then they don't know how to make a turkey. And they don't know how to make gravy. Make we why... make the gravy and bring it over there, and they're opening jars of Franco-American or Heinz. 
which has like three gazillion millions it's an outrage. grams of sodium in it. You get a little oyster. I mean, there's a lot of ways to make stuffing, too. But that's but we got to do this story, though, and then we'll put the turkey back in the okay. uh, in the oven. So because turkey has all kinds of different variations. You mentioned cognac and cognac. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, how about cannabis infused turkey gravy? Let's go to your I'm going to get you high tonight now, desk. Should, this, should I play the video, Tony? Yeah, play okay. the video. We have the actual recipe on how you can get high. But forget about the L-tryptophan, which you're going to get when you eat all that turkey anyway, and you're going to feel like you have to take a nap. Now you'll feel like you have to take a nap, and you'll be high at the same time. There's only one thing better than cannabis-infused turkey gravy, Robin. You know what that is. Hold on. There's a video exactly for right. Good Day Philadelphia. Let's go to the tape. Well, hold on a second. Ten, nine, eight. Oh, it's a countdown clock? Yeah, there's a Good Day Philadelphia commercial playing. Hey, it's Bob Kelly. Love Bob Kelly. Is he out on the streets uh, making turkey gravy to get high on? Oh, Oh, this is just music playing. Hold on, now I have to read this. That's why I gave you the story. I didn't see a video attached to it, Robin. Yeah, there's a video, but it has like, so Kiva Convections is the one. What is it called? What's the company? Kiva. Wait, lower that because it's too loud. I can't hear it. I'll I'll turn it down since it's just music. So um, they are. So they're a cannabis confections company. Say that fast five times. A cannabis confections company. And they're saying that Kiva's single serve gravy is infused with 10 milligrams of THC. And it's made. How with- much is that street value? So this is not something that you make yourself. They oh, they already have a pre-made. it pre-made. Yes, it is pre-made. It's uh, uses traditional Thanksgiving ingredients like turkey stock, turkey stock, salt, onion, and garlic. So it's already pre-finished, limited yes. edition. You just grab the bag, take it home, smoke it, and then no, you don't have to do anything. They're it's already in. Also going to be making. They're launching at the same time a cannabis-infused premium hot cocoa. Ooh. Duh. Now that'll help you go to sleep at night. Duh. What do you think, Tony Bruno? I don't know. I don't want to. I, I, listen, I, I have. I, I get tryptophan, seriously. Because yeah. I eat so much turkey. Turkey's one of those meals that and I can't stop eating. Tryptophan really does make you Steve's go to saying sleep. you have to eat 23 turkeys to get tryptophan. No, you don't. No, no. What's the matter with you, man? You don't. And it actually, it, it does. So, um, cannabis-infused turkey gravy. I like it. This must be a, a British company because this is exactly the quote from the person. Scott this, Palmer. I thought this, he worked for the Phillies and was bringing around the fanatic. This cheeky take, a normally mundane holiday staple, features a groundbreaking cheeky. Anybody that says cheeky, cheeky has to yeah. be British, right? I don't even think the Kardashians say cheeky anymore, and they got some cheeky. big asses. Um, so no, this says the company here. Kiva's turkey gravy packets can be found at all sweet flowers in Los Angeles and grassroots in San Francisco locations. So they're obviously selling them at, like, she-she, cheeky stores. I bet you can go to Sprouts here or maybe even uh, the Amazon store. Oh, Whole Foods? Whole Foods probably has it. Probably. Or one of those, like, places that sells that kind of confections and stuff. Let me see where they're located. Vitamin store. Would that count as vitamins? Cheeky. Would you try that? To, I, it, see, I don't even know what it tastes like. I don't want to buy pre-bagged or pre-cannabis turkey gravy. Why can't you just add your own? Why can't you just sprinkle a little bit of it? Why can't you drip, put a couple of drops of... No, 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 of, no because see, then you, you can't put whole leaves. That's any anybody that knows anything no, about No, I'm not edibles. talking about the leaves of the weed. But it says it's THC. Why can't you just blow some vape into it? 
<laughs> 10, 10 milligrams of THC. Now, that's you, the bad stuff, right? THC is what. you blow some vape up a turkey's ass, and then there boom, you go. Boom, there you go, and you have it sealed right in there. You get a seal right in the butt, and bam! That turkey will make you high AF, as Grandma said a couple of years ago. So cannabinoids in your gravy. So is 10 milligrams of THC a lot? I want to know. I'm, I'm looking for dopers out there. I have People no who are chemists. Idea. People who cook at home, and I don't, I don't mean turkeys. I mean people who are cooking at home outside in the trailer in your backyard. Is 10 milligrams of THC a lot or a little? I don't know. Here, Oh, there's some people that are very, very serious about their cannabis, though. Um, via WebMD, as it turns out, turkey contains no more of the amino acid tryptophan than other kinds of poultry. In fact, turkey can actually has slightly less tryptophan than chicken, says Don Jackson Blattner, RD, LDN, an American Dietetic Association spokeswoman. So that's another urban legend then. Yeah, but then how come everybody gets so tired after because you eating eat turkey? Because <laughs> well, you, you eat too much. You keep grabbing another couple of pieces of nice turkey. You get more stuffing. You get more gravy on that stuff. I love Bob from Valley Forge and Dean are have pooled together and have decided that they are smart. <laughs> we are smart, Dean. I got to give Dean a roaring round of applause. Though. I mean, I'll give myself well, a buck. And Bob from Valley Forge. Yeah, I don't listen when I make a mistake. I don't get angry when people correct me. I get angry when people correct me when I'm right. I don't get angry when people correct me when I'm wrong. That's the difference. And so many times people come at me when I'm right, and then I have to slap them down and put them in their place where they belong. Just like that turkey who came out of the oven. Slap just a little it up too. and flip it up. Wait, how does it go again? Slap it up, flip it, rub it down. Come there on, Robin. That's a great slap song. It up, flip it up, rub Do it down. Do me baby. Do me baby, Robin. It's one of I the think, great songs of all time. I think Bob time. from Valley Forge is correct. That you go to sleep because you're tired from listening to your family all day. <laughs> it just it looks like an escape. You're like, oh, I'm so tired from the turkey. I'm going to close my eyes. Sorry, nobody listened to me or nobody talked to me. That's ridiculous. Now, look, I'm doing a search for Do Me Baby. And, of course, it brings up Prince. It doesn't bring up Belle Biv DeVoe. Once again, Do Spotify. Do Me Baby, Belle. Biv DeVoe. It's not even in their top 15 listed versions. It's called, well, that's because it's not, Bell Biv DeVoe called it just do me. Okay, just do me. Just do me. Just do me right now, Robin. Well, <laughs> just we can't, do we're me. on the air. So, well, I, do, I don't have Spotify up on mine. Do you want to? So I just want to write do me, right? Just do me. Do me real good. Just do me. <laughs> not push it. That's a different song. Push it real no good. No baby, no sweet talk, just do me. It's one of my favorite Bell Biv DeVoe songs, too. Here we go, Robin. Can you bring it up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tony, should I open the, since we just talked to the turkey lady, shall I open up the phone? Let's talk to the other turkeys out there. I w- the phone lines are now open if you would like to call in. Tell me, do you like what you see? Call us at 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. Our lines are now open. Frank this up, Robin. Come on. Touch me all over. Girl, what makes you think you can do with me? 
Bring that song down, Robin. Don't you? How dare you? Coming up to the best part of the song now. Wait a minute, here we go. I want to be the guy in the song that just goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Time was six o'clock on the swatch watch. No time to chill. Hey, I need a body bag. Move to the jacuzzi. Here we come now. Slap it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no! He doesn't say I need a body bag. He says I need a body bag. People always confuse that line in the song. What do you need a body bag for? He needs a body bag. I so badly need a body. I get it. I get it. I got rid of all my Swatch watches. They still sell. They still sell Swatch I, I watches, know. don't I they? I had one. I had a fantastic Swatch watch. My kids used to have like 15 of them. Every kid wanted to have a bunch of them. I wore that thing into the ground. I had it. It was it was a um, a yellow and black and and all of the the uh, time was in French, but it didn't say the, the numbers. Wait, is it's, Dean yawning there? Yeah, he is. It, it had, like, um, breakfast time, <laughs> lunch, and it had, like, all these weird sayings in French. It was fantastic. I love that thing. Beautiful, man. Dean, you had to love the bell. Even even a white, pasty guy from New England like you has to be in the, the bell bib the bell. Come on, man. No, he's, he's all right. Not bad. It's not he. It's three guys. It's bell, Whoever. it's bib, and Devoe. It's three guys. I hate to do it to you, man. I got to give you one of these right out of the gate, man. Chris F29 says that the lyrics actually say, I need a body bag. It doesn't make any sense. It sounds like they say it. Maybe it doesn't, but I always thought it said, I need a body bag. Oh, meaning a rubber. Oh. I need a body bag, meaning a Nobody uses rubbers anymore. Come on. Interesting. I need to double bag it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> By the way, speaking of double bagging it, did you see what happened in the, with the Jets over the weekend, Dina? The Jets, of course, beat the Oakland Raiders. And then in the New York Post, this headline, Sam Darnold gets wasted, hooks up with a girl after the Jets' big win. And my first thought is, I hope he didn't make out with her all night long. Because this is a guy who's coming off mononucleosis. That's right. So he goes out and gets wasted <laughs> and then hooks up with a girl after the Jets win. Wouldn't you think that what they... Song, what, what 
wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with hooking up. But this is a guy who just came off mono and pretty much screwed up a part of their season. Now they're playing well, and he's going out and tapping stuff all over the city. Man, come on. Who knows what he's going to uh, well, catch? Well, that's kind of perfect, Tony. If you think about it, he has mono. There's a perfect excuse. I don't have to kiss you, and I can't cuddle with you. Yeah, but you know what? This time he'll get stereo. I don't think he gets mono. After you have mono once and you finally get over it, you get stereo. Come on, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Hey, now, speaking of, just a, just a minute ago, you I put on the Twitch that you don't get sleepy from tryptophan, and then you come on and correct me, and then you said you don't get upset when people correct you when you're wrong. It's when they correct you when you're right you get pissed. Exactly. So should I be pissed right now for you trying no, to correct because, me? No, because you said it, and then I didn't buy it, and then people researched it. <laughs> Bob from Valley Forge. That's what's great about having an active audience that could be a part of the show. When we make a mistake, it's corrected immediately. And, you know, but when I say something great, nobody even acknowledges it. That's what I'm pissed off about. You can rip Tony, me all day. Tony, no, but Tony, see, now wait, Tony. Now, if we acknowledge every time you said something great, we'd be saying nothing else. No, you're right. We used to have, you know, remember, we on, used to have Rip Andrew Thursdays on, on the Fox show in the morning. <laughs> but today should be Trash Tony Tuesday. I'm, listen, when I'm wrong, I want to be trashed. I, but nobody took the loss harder than I did, except the Rams, of course, and their cheerleaders. Especially but, because you changed your mind. Like, you, you had said... I actually started writing it on Sunday night, and I had that this is going to be one of those set-it-and-forget-it games. I was going to jump all over Baltimore, and then I didn't finish writing the pick, and then the next day, because I had to run out of here, I just put in the Rams just thinking that throwing shit against the wall, and it's my fault, so I deserve another one of those, Robin. No. And you know what happens, Dean? I didn't even bet on the game, and I lose the pick, and I can't go to sleep. That's how upset I am. I'm like a well, guy who just bet 20 grand. I'm, I'm like a guy who had 20 grand on the game, loses it, and then can't. I literally could not fall asleep till like 1.30, and then I'm up at 6.20 in the morning, and I couldn't go back to sleep. I've been up since 6.20. What's wrong with That's you, Tony? That's though, Tony. When you're a gambler, Tony, when you're a gambler, you've got to have a short memory because last night's game was no more important than Sunday afternoon game at 4 o'clock or 1 o'clock, so you shouldn't be betting – if you bet $50 on Saturday or Sunday, you should be betting $50 on Monday. I'm not, I don't tell I mean, people so what to bet. I don't say bet, bet the no, house no, on it and stuff. When I make a pick and I lose, I don't get any more upset because, uh, guess what, I'm going to rebound and the next one I'm going to get Yeah, but I'm not upset for me because I didn't lose any money. I'm upset for the people who took the pick and lost money. Even though well, I don't charge anybody. Even though I'm like the these scumbags place. who charge people and brag every week about how good they are. We got another guaranteed winner, and I don't guarantee any wins. I just do the best I can to make a pick when I'm wrong, especially that kind of wrong. That wasn't getting screwed by the hook like the Houston Texans did last week with a half a point loss. That was getting that game was over in the first quarter. That was a set it and forget it, shut it off, and go watch something else game. Dancing with the, the Stars only, probably had bigger numbers last night than that football game. The only person who should be boasting about picking that would be Colin Thompson yesterday because he was saying double-digit win, and they spanked that ass. Yes, he did, and I gave him credit. But he's now saying, I said it's chalk. Was it, was it, when the team, when the favorite wins, isn't that chalk? Yeah, but he was saying the favorite was going to win. He, he, didn't he give up like nine or ten points? No, he said six and a half, seven. Listen, I give him credit for that, but, but the, the Philly Godfather says you don't get that much. You don't get your odds are not that better to go two to one. You're going to get two to one if you go seven points. Right. No, no. I'm not saying it was anything was better, but he did put, you got to put, he put more, he was giving the other team seven points, not three. 
No, he wanted. You're no, right. he wanted. He said he was so confident in Baltimore that he wanted to go and put and lay even more points. Nobody does that when you're betting a game. You bet the money line straight up, or you bet the point spread. And so he said well, he no, was. People do that though. But who? It doesn't make any financial sense to do that. Because the reward, Tony, the reward is not commensurate with the risk. No, Tony. You, you, if, if, if you buy back points like that, you, you get better dollar, Mike. So if instead of betting a hundred bucks on the game with, with like three points, you bet a hundred bucks on the game with seven points, but you're going to get back a hundred and fifty. Yeah, exactly. Is that worth all the aggravation? Uh, last night it wasn't because obviously that game was a blowout at halftime. It was over. So uh, there, there aren't that many easy winner, games like that. No, I give him credit, man. I gave him credit. I gave him love. But now he's coming after me. And I believe if there was somebody to blame for Mr. Monday night not being hitting on all cylinders this year, you notice he's not around on Thursday nights. You notice? And I've been locked in on Thursday nights. I'm going to blame Colin Thompson for being the mush for Mr. Monday night this year. Because every single week when we got together at Landmark Americana, I was off, he would throw me off my game. And he would mess with my head and try to throw Mr. Monday night off. And doubted me, didn't respect me, and then it pretty much screwed my entire season. You like that for blaming somebody he else? For okay, you? I would totally like go for that. Free in your head. T- Dean, hang on. I would go for that, Tony, except for the fact that you make your picks prior to you seeing Colin on Monday <laughs> night. So, mm, like I said, he's foul. living rent-free in his head. No, he's not. By the way, Tebow's Pressel wants to know, and this is a good question, what's my record post-butt surgery? I got to check that out. There's oh. a way to go back and see what see whether well, my my rectum record, is. Uh, aren't you like 62 percent or something like that? Yeah, but I like for example, I but lost if you last were Thursday. Before no, but or here's after. this is my first losing weekend because last Thursday night, which started week 12, I lost by a half a point on the Thursday night Houston pick, even though they won the game. And then Sunday, I went two and two. So now I'm sitting with that loss at one and three, right? So no, two you, and three. Are you claiming that maybe your rectum rectum? Let me let me just break down the weekend, Robin. 0 oh and 1, then 2 and 2. So that's one and uh, that's 2 and 3. And then the Monday night loss is 2 and 4. That is my first official losing weekend of the year in six picks, 2 and 4. And I deserve one of these for that. Okay, so how do they have one programs? Do they have one for your butthole to get you back in line? I, I'm feeling better. It fe- seems like it's working this time. Yeah, I know. It should because the, the, the doctor pretty much cut me uh, open like a, like a Christmas turkey, like a cape. Well, Capons don't take the did, kind of uh, I slaughtering. I called before your operation and said, Tony, listen to the damn doctor and don't go right back to work. Take a freaking week off if you have to take a week to heal up properly. And I think that's what did it. You actually took the time to heal up this time. Exactly right. No, I did, and I stayed in bed for three days. And exactly I don't like right. staying Would in you- bed for ten minutes. And so, no, I did it right, and I didn't do a lot of physical stuff. And so hopefully now we're a little over a week uh, into the uh, healing process. And if you weren't that stubborn old curbudgeon man and just did it right the first time, you probably wouldn't. No, I don't, think that would made, I don't think that made that much no, of a actually, difference. No, actually, in this particular case, it probably didn't. He didn't but, rip my yeah, ass open enough the first time, the first two times. <laughs> he, wanted to go, he should have gone in there and get, what is it, the, go in there and go deep on me right away. He, he didn't rotor-rooter him. The first time around, he just sort of, like, used the little, you know, the little, uh, little implement. This time, he rotor-rootered him. He, put, he took out the, he took out the, uh, what are they, so they he using went, the, he in went, the jungles? He went deeper than your strap does, Robin? He went yeah. machete on me. 
He we want the full machete treatment. He man. went deep. He went deep. deep. <laughs> hey, All right, Dean. Well, listen, Tony and Robin. Listen, you have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, please don't eat too much, Tony. I will. <laughs> Your asshole will thank you. Thank. No, the turkey's good for you, man. It's good protein. Thanks, you know Dean. That. Absolutely. All right, guys. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, Dean out there. Now, I don't know whether, because, you know, we got three games on Thanksgiving. So I'm going to have to make picks on all three games. See, I just can't pick and choose. Like, on Sundays, I can pick and choose. I don't. I pick four games. But do I get to decide I don't want to play all three games on this Thanksgiving Thursday when I post the picks? I don't know. There's three games, Robin. I and think, I, think I always say I have to make a pick on the game. I know. See, I'm not like a – I'm not – I'm not like degenerate See, you know, gamblers. I don't think you should say ahead of time whether because if you don't feel it, then you shouldn't pick. You shouldn't go. No, with no. Those but games. I'm saying on every if Thanksgiving, there's there used to be only two games. And now there's been three for the last few years, but there's three games. There's always the Lions game is first. That's the twelve thirty kickoff, and they're playing the Bears. And then you got the Cowboys game, which is the later four thirty start, and that's the Bills and Cowboys. And then you have an eight twenty game, like a Sunday night football game on Thanksgiving night, and that's the Saints at the Falcons. So there's three games. The question is, I usually pick all three games on Thanksgiving well, or all two when there were two. Why don't we ask AJ in San Antonio, one of the biggest fans of the show, because he's on the line right now. AJ, I got to give AJ credit, man. He's a big supporter. And last night when I made the pick, I immediately denounced myself. I had myself shunned from various religious cults that I used to belong to, decided to shun me and, and had me expurgated from their records. It was a tough night. It was a tough loss. Only Joel Embiid and the Rams had a worse night than I did last night. Yeah, that was a pretty bad night, Tony. But uh, I was there to comfort you, console you, yes. wipe away the tears. The only thing All you I'm didn't do say... was crawl up like a Jose, like like Jose, like uh, Luigi's dog Penny. You didn't crawl up uh, behind my legs on the couch last mm. night and watch it. No, that's, and a, little, that's me. a little too close to the asshole, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, I all I gotta ask you is if you're gonna pick any of the Thursday games, do it before you eat the turkey because the El Tryptophan might affect your judgment. Yeah, but we just learned that the El Tryptophan uh, urban legend is not true. That it, you can you would have to eat as many turkeys as I eat an entire year on Thanksgiving Day to suffer the same types of tryptophan uh, decompression or your brain. My brain's fried anyway, and I don't believe it's fatigue. I think people eat too much on Thanksgiving, and it's one of those meals where you just keep going back for more, and then there's a lot of carbs, even though turkey's good protein. you got a lot of carbs. you got the stuffing, and you got to have to have multiple stuffings, except I'm, we got to cut down on the sides this year, Robin. I don't want any stinking – well, my sisters are going to make the food, so I just don't have to eat it. That's all. I hate when people fill up their plates to the top and then go back and get another. It's like being at a buffet. Do you ever see people at a buffet? They can't oh, just yeah. take a little. They have to fill their plates up like it's their last supper, and then they go back a couple more times. And that's yeah, why you yeah. don't and why the don't country's get... obese. That's why you get, yeah. And when you when you're doing the buffet at house at the home, you're supposed to take a new plate back to the buffet table. But my family takes the same plate. It's unsanitary. That is unsanitary. I don't even like Speaking taking. The, I don't even like taking the clean plates that they have ah. out there. You got people walking yeah. all over, sneezing. You know, it's not dripping on your stuff. I don't want to do <laughs> that. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Speaking of turkeys, the chat room during the Butterball segment was hilarious. 
No, I wasn't. Oh, my God. We, we have to screenshot that and post it on the website. <laughs> A lot of there good, was some stuff lot, there that made me blink. No, there was a lot of good stuff. And a lot of good uh, anal jokes, too. Like, I'm getting a bum rap. You know, uh, hopefully, uh, <laughs> there's so many of them on the Twitch stream today. And I thank everybody yeah. for checking in. And if, you're, if your doctor split you open like a turkey and we cook you, is it still 20 minutes Twenty minutes a pound, Tony? Uh, no, you would, I would have to be in the oven for uh, a week if you're going to have <laughs> okay. to do that, man. <laughs> I wanted you to ask the lady, do they do a swimsuit issue or is it an they apron should. issue? It's a butter, they it's a should. Issue. They should be all nice. You know what they do? They should be in bikinis and then have yep. like base, put butter. Have the, have, the, have the, the help come in and rub butter and base them all real nice. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, we can, uh, let's do it, let's do it live. Let's do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. Could you see that? Why shouldn't there be a, a butterball hotline? Swimsuit edition. Sex chat? Body issue. The body issue. Except it's not going to be of the ladies answering the phone. It's going to be of turkeys. No, it's going to be the ladies answering the phone. They're the, they're, oh, they're, they're the voices that make this work. The turkeys have nothing to do with it. They just go out, eat, well, get fat, get killed, and then they go on your table. I, you know what, though? In this particular case, there is porn for that uh, fetish. Like the, the, oh, good. The, uh, the, Turkey porn? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, the kind of men that like that um, that women in apron kind of uh, marmy. I don't know what's what's the name that, the description I'm looking for. I, what, you know, the, like the, the, the mom. Yeah, the, the the mom fetish. The the. I don't know what it's called. Do I look home, like a fetish? Homemaker fetish. A homemaker fetish. Yes, I think that's what it's uh, called. Oh, homemaker fetish. That they like that that uh, they they get off on the idea of being with a woman that's wearing an apron, that's a really good cook. Um, I mean, it's pretty much it's every man's fantasy, right? The butter body <laughs> issue. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, they know they should all get into a big vat of of uh, of really good oil. You know, what's a really health? Safflower, sap peanut oil. Coconut oil. Coconut oil. And they get in and they, yeah. and they, and they, 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 they oil wrestle. Housewives. All the housewives oil wrestle. See, play action reel. Homemaker milfs. There you go. See? Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah. know. There, there is a fetish for that. The gravy issue, wow. yo. <laughs> the gravy <laughs> issue. Well, talking about that game last night, Tony, I don't know if you heard, but after the game, to take their mind off the loss, the Rams were watching the Charlie's Angel movie uh-huh. to see something that bombed worse. Oh! Wait a minute. i got to get my Which- pager. That that excites me when I hear. I love that, that sound. There's just something about them. Like, <gasps> do they still play gonna... that? And all they show is commercials and uh, movie trailers for an hour before you go to the, I just watch had a the great movie. A, you know what? They should add that to. Like, you should play that when we're getting frisky because I'm like, ooh, something good's gonna happen. It is, and it sounds really good too. <laughs> Let me play it one more time. Of course, this is the yeah. THX, the Dolby Digital yeah. Test Sound. I love that. Ooh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Robin, 
I don't think that's a good idea if you guys are getting frisky in the room and playing that song because the motto is the audience is listening. Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, you know, if they're into that, hey, whatever. <laughs> hey, whatever. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. Well, happy Thanksgiving, AJ. And for all that you do, we are thankful for all of our listeners. But on the top of that list of thankful people for all that you've done for the show over the years, and especially since we put this baby on the air on Twitch, there's no doubt you have been the most supportive. I don't know how you do it, man. You must be running drugs or something at night. I don't know where you get the money to do this, but we appreciate it, man. The more drugs, the better. Exactly. Thank you, brother. Uh, take care, guys. Let me give him a roaring round of applause, Robin. What's wrong with my... I'm really operating on like a two-second delay today. Yes. I can't even give myself one of those because I can't get to it. But let's give him a roaring round of applause. The great AJ in, in San Antonio. AJ Lopez, baby. He's going to get our Employee of the Year Award. The Golden Turkey Award. The Golden Gobbler. It's a beautiful thing. We love him. Yeah, I want was... this to go all the distance, Robin. Oh, we're going to let it play out completely, which we normally don't do, but for AJ, we will. Absolutely. He gets the full Yeah, he was going to send us something else. He said, you know, I, I, uh, I haven't sent you anything for a while. I'm like, AJ, let somebody else send us stuff off of our Amazon wish list. It doesn't always have to be you. Exactly. So speaking of which, <laughs> if you're in the giving mood, um, we do have an Amazon wish list on our Twitch info page. So if you're watching... Um, if you any toys on, on there for me? Because I haven't you, gotten any. Uh, I haven't any, gotten any oh, toys. Oh, there's lots lately. of toys. There's lots of all sorts of stuff. Mostly stuff for me because I like all that techno because I'm a tech geek. But um, if you go onto our Twitch page, Tony Bruno Show, and click on info and scroll down, there is a link to the Amazon wish list for the show. And it has all sorts of fun stuff on there that will help us make the show better. Absolutely. Now, I got some distressing news from Luigi just a few minutes ago on Twitter. Uh-oh. He said he just found out his dog is going to need a ton of treatment and care. My heart is breaking right now. Oh, and no. so, you know, we, we, his dog is absolutely awesome. You've seen it sitting on my lap when he was away. He's just a, she is the most loving, caring dog. <clears throat> well, we I don't know what's knew, going on. We already knew that she had um, heartworm. And that uh, she was under care for that, and she was supposed to be getting better with the medication that, and that was part of the agreement of the adoption agreement. But hopefully, it's nothing extra than that. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. check him with yeah. later on, and hope he's because you know, I mean, when you have a great pet, and he hasn't had <sighs> this dog very long, but she's but just she is a perfect most, companion. She is just the most fantastic dog ever. So I don't know where, if he went to the vet. I mean, obviously he found out. He didn't just, yeah, he must yeah. have gone to the vet. There must have been something going on. So we'll check in and see how he's doing later on. You know what I'm saying? Clarky Bob says, open I'm not trying to bring the show down. I, I just know. saw that on Twitter. And, you know, Luigi's part of the family. And a lot of people go on Twitter and tell their personal stuff. And obviously and I, that's honestly, really hurting I've him. never, I, it's been a very, very long time since I've met a dog that is just right off the bat the most sweetest thing in the entire world. Like, she just, she has the most perfect personality. And so hopefully everything will be okay. Exactly. Especially, you know, we're, we're thankful every year. The one thing about Thanksgiving versus any other holiday 
it's really the only holiday on the calendar where there's no religious connotations, there's no political connotations. You know, people will argue about politics even when they have Sunday dinner. But I'm talking about you don't have to sit down and talk about politics with your family. If you want to, then you're going to have arguments unless everybody's on the same page, regardless of how you think. You know, it's, it's a time to be thankful. And, and I'm thankful every day. But Thanksgiving more than any other. Am I wrong here, Robin? Is it not the perfect holiday? Because there's food involved, certainly. Right. There's family involved. It's really the one holiday where you don't have to say, well, I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving Day. You don't even have to celebrate. Yeah, you don't even have to eat turkey. Right. It's just something that everybody acknowledges. It's a day of being thankful for everything. First of all, the gift of life, your family, your health, all the things that matter. Well, I think more so than any other holiday, it is the one holiday where people, where families try to get together. And if you don't have family, you invite people. It's you, You're much more likely to invite outsiders into your home for Thanksgiving than you are for any other time of year. No, exactly. And so, again, we don't need the cards to tell everybody that it's Thanksgiving. We don't need cards to remind us that it's Mother's Day, Father's Day, uh, Valentine's Day, and all of these other fake concocted holidays. I mean, Thanksgiving Day has been going on for, what, 300 years? So it's not just one of these hallmark celebrations. It's just not something because there's a greeting card made that we celebrate it. You know what I'm saying? Now, what's going on now, Robin? Sorry, no, nothing. I'm just I'm trying to answer phone calls and get to other stories at the same time. Yeah, we got to do another update. In fact... You have another turkey tip that you can just throw at me this way right now, Robin. Do you want to get all of your turkey tips out of the way? No, no, I'm going to place them again tomorrow because well, a lot I think of people don't hear. This is the last one I have. Then let's play it. So we won't have any for tomorrow then. But we... then we can play the entire package again tomorrow. How many are there? Five? <laughs> I think there's four. How, How many? many? <laughs> no, there's at least five, Robin. Are you bogarting my turkey tips? Uh, all I have are four. I think that that's all I was sent. Well, let's hear this one, because I'm sure it's okay. another good one, Robin. Okay. It's time for another... I don't know what happens with this. Cooking Minute. Yes, we're talking turkey with Tony Bruno. Hi, boys and girls. I'm Chef Tony. And today, I'm going to teach you how to separate the dark from the white meat. Hey, Cindy, what's up? You cutie. Wait for me upstairs. First bedroom on the left. I'll be waiting. Hey, Tyra. Looking good. Ooh, yes. Wait for me upstairs. First bedroom on the right. I've been a very bad girl. Heidi, first bedroom on the left. Naomi, first bedroom on the right. For more of Tony's great recipes, call his cooking hotline, 877-99-ON-FOX. Make sure to specify recipe number two. Next time, I'll show you how to cream your corn. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, all the tips that you need, especially separating. And we talked to Alice, remember Alice Coffee? No relation to Paul Coffee, former great, great. Or Chip Coffee. Or Chip Coffee, the great uh, psychic medium. Yeah. But, of course, Paul Coffee former hockey Hall of Fame great. But Alice Coffee at the Butterball Hotline. She was a very nice Even lady. she wasn't giving us these types of tips. No, not those, Tony. Those are special. They're all your own. And, of course, Paul Coffee did play for the Fires. I remember that. That was at the end of his career, man. Tony, before we get into the third hour, do we have time for another quick phone call? Yeah, let's go to the phones. That's why we're here, Robin. And former Hartford Whaler, Paul Coffey. 
Let's go to the phones. Hello. Oh, it's Blind Mike from Shemokin, Pennsylvania. Is he getting any snow? Did you get any snow up there the other day when we had rain here? You know, I wanted to. I was trying to talk to you about that because uh, I wanted to talk about that the other morning. I was going to leave you a nice long tweet about that, but it doesn't allow me to do that. So I went to a crazy past weekend with the whole Penn State loss and all that stuff. Yeah, and but so Penn, nobody like, expected I, Penn State to win the game. The fact that they covered the number and stayed in it, you know. Sure. Yeah. Ohio State is probably the best team in the country in college football. And so for Penn oh, yeah. State to go there and, you know, and recognize and not get blown out, which, you know, that number kept going up. I mean, it was 20 at one point. And, you know, did they, uh, again, there's no moral victories when you're trying to beat Ohio State. You know, now you got Penn State, now you got Michigan and Ohio State. So that's, you know, that's going to be big rivalry weekend action. But for Penn State to go there, you know, with a team that's not one of their best teams of all time and, and show up and play well, I thought that was a good effort. That was great, but I, here's here's this here's the snow thing I was gonna get to. So I wake up Sunday morning, and uh, my roommate says to me, "Oh, Mike, because uh, I was about to go out and grab my coffee and my smokes." And she's like, "Mike, there's snow on the ground." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I go out and and take a walk, and sure enough, I was thinking about I have these rituals I do, like I'll take a walk, you know, and Sunday morning and stuff, and I'm walking. I'm thinking, what does this remind? What game, kind of game does this remind you of? Like when during Eagles game day. It didn't take me long, and I thought uh, December of two, or, uh, 2013 when Shady McCoy should have been wearing skis instead of cleats as he ran down the link, you know, through the Detroit line. Still and one I, of my favorite games of all time, man. Yes. I remember uh, it like I it was yesterday. I was remember we were up at Dockside on the Delaware River up on the 16th floor, so I could see wow. the stadium from there. And every time there was a score, and actually I would actually freak out my friends because – we, you know, we saw the touchdowns before they, it was actually on the air because they would shoot fireworks <laughs> off. So I'm watching, and I'm oh, wow. saying to my friends, I think Shady's going to score here during that snow game. And then, of course, because I saw the, the, uh, the fireworks, and then Shady scores yeah. on the next play. And I'm like, how do you know this stuff, man? I said, hey, it's just football knowledge right there. That's me understanding how you play in the snow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, you did, that's, that sounds like you did better than me, though, because, that, you know, that reminds me of you remember years ago, and this is before, when they first started the, they had the DirecTV um, Sunday ticket back in the, when they started, you know, 2001 and stuff like that. Yep. That reminds me, so I went, I would go out to visit, at the time I was living down at 38th and Reno, and I used to take, uh, I used to go out to Springfield where I grew up originally, and I would spend game day with uh, my best friend of over 25 years. And so he has this around sound, and... Um, this is before they figured out how to sync the HD signal with the, you know, with Merle and them. And I'd have all Merle, and I'll, you know, he's at the five, and he has instantly touched him. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then like, next thing you know, my, my friends look at me, before they snapped the ball, it'd be like a good three-second delay. And I'm like, Mike, man, you got to stop. There's, you got to go in the other room. I'm like, oh, my God, this stinks, man. I can't, you know, um, listen to the game. And then it's sure enough, they... Comcast figured out how to, how to uh, sync that up. They figured out how to sync the HD, HD signal with Hey, the, Mike, uh, with I'm sorry to interrupt, but it sounds like uh, something happened to our audio, and everybody's saying that we sound like underwater, so I'm going to hang up on you so I can see if it's, okay. still, um, if it's still sounding that way, even with the phone call gone. 
So I apologize right. for cutting you off. Well, have a happy Thanksgiving if we don't talk you to you too, by man. then. And uh, be safe up there and stay warm for the holidays, man. And thank you for all of your support Yo, over the years. Give me a favor. I have a turkey tip. Uh, don't eat too much turkey because you, 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 wanna miss, you don't want to miss the best part of the day, which is watching the cowgirls lose. Exactly, exactly right. right. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. we got to get this phone situation yeah. straightened out here now. Okay, now I'm hanging up the phone. I want to see if it still sounds bad or if it was just the phone call. So does it is the audio still still shit? All righty then. How does that just happen out of nowhere? I know, sometimes and nothing changed. Good, sometimes maybe shit. Oh. Are we having like a internet? Is it like California where they shut the power off without telling people? Or I don't know. Is the internet? Is the phone system? I mean, I don't know what's going on out there. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing changed on our end. As you can see, I didn't. This is what it, it is. The only thing that happened was the phone call. Um, People are saying it still sounds like we're underwater. Yeah. No, and that's what happened before. The only thing that I can do. Hold on. Um, blah, 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 blah. There should be nothing. I, I get it. I'm looking at these Thanksgiving days while Dames, while you're looking at it. You know, the Lions are favored at home. They're a mess. The Bears, eh, they're the Bears. <clears throat> I know a lot of people think the Bears are, the Bears are probably better man Is for man. Is it good now? Is it better ha! now? Fixed it. You fixed it? What was it, Robin? Um, For whatever reason, it defaulted to a weird um, line. So it's fixed. You're welcome, people. <laughs> good job, Robin. Because I have no idea what's going I on. I know, I know, I know. I'm watching the highlights again on NFL Network of last night's game. The one thing, that not only are the Baltimore Ravens the best team in football right now, yes, even better than the Patriots right now. Of course, it doesn't matter what happens right now, but they are the scariest team, as good as San Francisco is. And you know what else they do? And the Niners are very similar in this way. They have fun playing the games. These guys are having fun. Obviously, when you, when you win... You know, you, having fun is easier to do than when you're losing. But I'm telling you, that, that was one of the most impressive performances, offensively, defensively. I mean, they made the Rams. The Rams quit in this game very, very early. And then you have Marcus Peters, you know, and Ramsey yelling at each other. I mean, that, that, that Rams team heading into a new stadium, along with the Chargers, as I mentioned earlier, you want to talk about a tough sell next year, if they don't make the playoffs and they crash and burn, because the Chargers have already crashed and burned. And Phillip Rivers, he may not even play next year. So now you're going to move into a new $2 billion palace. Yeah. And you're going to have one team that people thought would be good for a long, long time with the Rams mm-hmm. and Jared Goff and the coaching right. staff and all the other stuff. I'm not saying they're done and they're not going to win games anymore. I'm just saying that we talk about how the Eagles have slipped since this 2016 Super Bowl. The Rams have slipped exponentially in, in just over a year. From last year to this year, I know it's a notice. Now, I know they have offensive line issues, and I've always said the offensive line doesn't help. But they had all their players healthy. They had all their receivers last night. They had their tight ends. You know, they have a great defensive line that did nothing last night. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I don't know how long he's going to be good, but for now, Lamar Jackson is the hardest player to stop in the NFL. You can game plan for him all week. 
And that's why this San Francisco buff, we have a Super Bowl, possible Super Bowl preview this weekend, Robin, at 1 o'clock start on Sunday. The 49ers will be in Baltimore to take on the Ravens. You want to talk about the must-watch game of the day. You got the two bad. It's also a first when you have this game going on. I looked at the stats this morning. This is the first time that two teams will be playing one another on the following week after each team blew out their previous opponent with a winning record. So you saw what happened. The 49ers the other night absolutely destroyed the Green Bay Packers. They won that game by, what, 28? And then last night, the Baltimore Ravens won by 39. So the Niners won by 28 over Green Bay. The Ravens win by 39. So the first meeting between two teams coming off at least a 28-point win versus teams with winning records. Because teams have blown other team out, teams out before, mm-hmm. but it's usually not a team playing another good team. And now you had two good teams playing two good teams, and both were blowouts. Because remember, Green Bay, a lot of people thought they had a chance to go in there, and even, even Aaron Rodgers said, this is the kind of game we have to win to prove that we're in that league that we're next level. And they couldn't do it. They were embarrassed. And last night, the Rams, if anybody thought they were going to be anything to contend with, that was the game to win. So somebody had to, did somebody knock on the door? Yeah, oh, okay. And so that, this game is going to be monumental. i got to look at the over-under. I'm going to see how that line has changed also after last night. Because, you know, they post the lines on Sundays. But a lot of these lines have to be changing. And so I'll get the latest on that here in a second. Plus, we have other updates to get to. Do we have any Florida updates today, Robin? You know, anything yes, good? By the way, Jared Goff last night, 26 of 37, two interceptions, zero touchdown passes, five interceptions since week 10 for Jared Goff. So Jared Goff, I don't know what's wrong with him. Obviously, he doesn't have a running game that works. And the whole situation with their running attack and and Todd Gurley, who a couple of years ago was one of the elite backs, and he's obviously hurt. He's not the same guy. Now, Tony, I have a Florida update and I have an Italy update. Which oh, we I gotta, let's, I'd rather go to Italy than Florida. You but I, I mean, to... I mean, listen, I love both places. We love both places. So sh- what should I do first? Should we do? We can Italy? always go to Florida. Let's go overseas. Uh, let's, let's jump overseas. on the Concord and get over to Italy for your Italy update. As we used to say, whenever we did an Italy update back in the day, Robin, you know what I used to say all the time? What did you used to say? And then my aunt would say, let's go to your update and your correspondent, a woman who once worked for NBC News but was fired because she actually reported on stories that were occurring, our correspondent, Miss Robin. Is there a song for Italy? No, I'm going to play this for you. We have a really good Italian song. And now, sitting on another story for three years, here's your correspondent from ABC World News Tonight, Miss Robin Austin. Dateline Milan, Italy. Milan. Milano. Well, we this seems to be a subject that is in our household lately. The 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 rectum, the back door. 
What? What's another? The asshole. The, uh, uh, the, the poop shoot. The poop shoot. <laughs> Whatever you want to talk about it. It has sort of been on top of our minds yeah, lately the, for one amazing. reason or another. And it seems that there's been more stories about butts since I've had my situation yes. going on for the yes. last couple of months. Yes. Or is it just because if you have a situation, you notice Maybe those things notice more? Maybe you notice it more. Well, I think that this... The Hershey thing. Highway is another good oh, one. That's right. a good one, too. Yeah, thank you, uh, Well, play in Milan, Italian KTA doctors... Um, were greeted with, you know, I mean, you hear these stories all the time about people who have stuck something up their ass and they can't get it out. Yes, for uh, one most reason of them or are, another. Uh, most of them are urban legends about yes. uh, gerbils with well, many well-known celebrities in different cities. Th- when there are X-rays to back up the story, yes. We know it's true. And in Milan, Italian doctors had to invent a new tool to remove a 23. How long? 23-inch dildo from a man's rectum. Rectum? Wait a minute. 23 inches, ladies and gentlemen. Dildo in a dude's keister? Yes. (laughs) And... Okay, I want you to take a look at this particular X-ray for just a second. Wait, I have I have tape of the actual insertion now. Oh yeah. Yes. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> it was painful. Now I don't know if you can see. You can see the the red arrows, Tony Bruno, but you can see his his pelvic bones, right? So this is a real X-ray. This so isn't imagine, one of those. This isn't Photoshop. No, this is not photo. So imagine. Uh, Put your hands on your the, on your hips, your pelvic hips. And right? when you dip, I dip, we dip. Put your hands there. Yeah. Now look at how far up past this man's hips that particular dildo on the X-ray is. The only thing I've seen farther up someone's rectum is uh, many uh, uh, NBA media people and <laughs> uh, and LeBron James. I've I've seen those X-rays with tongues of NBA honks deep inside. LeBron James, but I don't think they went 23 inches deep. It is, it is up. That's how, how is that even possible? But let me, I digress. Let me go on to the even story. Lexington Steel can't believe that, Robin. Yes. So here we are. I'll read this. So as we've heard stories from nurses that have worked in emergency rooms, we've heard the real stories about all sorts of Of the things. ER. I yeah, watch those ER. shows. No, I hate those shows. I don't want to watch ER stuff. For some reason... Humans just love to see how far they can shove something up their ass. I didn't I don't know that know was one. physiologically I, I possible. Either. I don't understand this particular, uh, uh, what they, like, this fascination to see if it'll fit, but Was this happens. guy on sex sent me to the ER? No. He <laughs> should be. I don't think so. But a team of physicians at the AAST Grand Hospital in Milan. An ass hospital? Yeah, A-A-S-T. <laughs> I think it stands for something else in Italian, but, but whatever. Well, we have a little... This is what they were playing in the ambulance when they took him to the hospital, Robin. Let me do all the... This, la- this Larry shit. Let me do all the talking. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Listen in. Listen. 
Yeah, what's up, Jude, bro? This is Big Larry, bro. I come here to bring my oldest here, bro. You know, he's hot, but he's one of the hottest hip-hop artists there is, bro. Man, you got to check him out, bro. You know what I'm man, saying? Man, Jude, we got he's this so thing cool, going man. on and shit like Excuse what me, the bro. Fuck? Man, he's the hottest what? thing right now, we got bro. This Everybody come on. Man, no. Him, check it. That's just the interlude. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get back to the ass insertion update and your correspondent, Miss Robin. And back to Dr. Lorenzo Dioscoridi and his colleagues who had to come up with a new tool because it was it was impossible because it was so big and so thick that none of their so tools media. could fit up there to extract it. It was absolutely stuck. So um and crazy enough, the man was that came in was not even in that much discomfort. So he, well, how far? But I'm saying the, was, the bottom end, is, which is where you have to reach to pull it out. During the initial exam, this is what they said. They questioned uh, by the staff on duty. The man explained that the toy was not removable by hand and he had been stuck for 24 hours. He had some mild abdominal pain, but other than that, he was feeling fine. The guy almost had his heart dented Pierce. by this thing. I know, Pierce. But uh, the x-ray revealed the sheer magnitude of the problem. And and once again, here it is. There it is. Can you see it? Can you can you, can you see feel it? it? Can you can see you it see on that it? damn thing? Can you Unbelievable. feel it? Unbelievable. <laughs> so they tried multiple standard approaches to remove the island from the terminal colon, including snaring it with a wire loop device that is otherwise known to remove polyps. But they didn't. So they came up. It's brilliant. They came up with a brilliant plan. They made a homemade device out of medical wire pushed through a stent tube. Oh, man. And the team's... That's some real, uh, what do you call it there, MacGyvering. Yes, that was a MacGyvered (laughs) asshole product removal system. Is it available at the Home Depot or a True Value hardware store? I think I could make this myself if I had to. (laughs) No home should be without it these days, Robin. It is a guide wire lasso was rigid enough to loop around the sex toy and pull it away from the colon walls and bing, bam, boom, he was ready to go. And this is here, so... uh, Bada-bick, bada-bick, bada-boom. Bada-bick, bada-boom. Hold on a second. In addition... To advancing the field of foreign body removal, this tale has a happy ending for the patient. He was able to return home the same day as the extraction and suffered no lasting symptoms. And according to the report, he even wrote the doctors a thank you note expressing his appreciation. We have a little music to go back. I think this is the real good song that you have to play with this, Robin. One of my favorite. The Jacksons, baby. Crank this up, Robin. You need to turn it up higher. Okay. You turned it down yourself. Can you feel it? Can you feel it, baby? There is no way oh. that he did not feel I mean, Tony, I'm, imagine. Stop it, Robin. I have my own pain to think about. I know. But imagine, if you will. That you are one of these people that wants to see if you can fit it up there. At a certain point, aren't you going to say, it's maybe not I enough. should it's stop? It's just not enough, baby. <laughs> aren't you going to say, stop, stop. 
I don't think I can push it any up any. I mean, you're 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 not just in your anus. You're like up in your freaking colon. What is wrong with people? Well, at least it wasn't a semicolon. God. This is one of my favorite Jackson songs, right? Remember? This was uh, this was kind of a. Xanax- yeah, I didn't have a safe word. <laughs> I know. Can you give yourself a safe word? Play action reel. He didn't have a safe word. Well, he did. He did have a happy ending. He did. He did. Now that's the real ass man right there. On twenty-three inches. Wow. Hold on a second. Get I need a to tape get, measure. I need to get Can a you, tape. We measure. have a tape measure right there. Let's try to visualize this for people who do not understand. I mean, that's almost two foot. Forget about no. the five. Okay. Forget about the subway, five dollar foot long. This is like a two foot submarine, baby. Wait, I, let me see if I can fit it into. I can't even fit it in the screen. Can that's twenty three inches. This is 20, that's impossible. This is twenty three inches, Tony. I've been to a lot of parties. I've never okay. seen one that big, Robin. Okay. <laughs> Here. That's it not just a dildo. It doesn't, it doesn't That's even, a primo, baby. <laughs> this, this right here is 23 inches from my, between my hands. That's 23 inches. That's impossible. How's that not been on Ripley's Believe It or Not? <laughs> Isn't Dean Kane saying, ladies and gentlemen, how can he get 23-inch dildo up any into any orify? That's crazy. Wow. And that's not fake news, right? That's not one no, of these like bizarre no. No, supermarket not. tabloid, like world news, weird news. Are you sure that's a legit story, Robin? I hate doing fake news. I leave that up to the major sports. It's and a the, real the, uh, news story. The, uh, what Milan. do you call it? The, the news channels. It was the, and, and Dr. Dioscoridi. Dioscoridi. Can we get him say- on the line? I want to <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he'll be as polite as uh, our, see, our uh, turkey tip ladies? Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, when they pull the neck out of the frozen car, you know when you get the bag of the giblets <laughs> yes. and then you get that neck out of there and you pull it out, uh-huh. and you say, "Damn, that's a long neck." Just imagine that twice as long. Wow. You know, you could probably use this little doohickey that he he made to get the neck out of the turkey easier as well. You that that little lasso doohickey would be handy in all sorts of events. I just like saying the doctor's name. What's his name again? Dottore Dioscoridi. Did I say it well? Am I getting my uh, my Italian? Yeah, that sounds good enough. It'll work in an Italian restaurant. And it, they say dottore, right? Dottore. Dottore. They don't even say the C. Even though in Italian there is a C in dottore, but they don't say the C. They say dottore. Exactly. See? By the way, you know whose birthday it is today, Robin? Whose birthday? Bring it up here because we got to give up love. Tina Turner is 80 today. Damn. 80 years old. One of my favorite Tina songs, but they were all good. Listen to this, baby. Max Mike 51 says, next time, just try 23 inches of beads. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, at least you can pull those out quick. But you're not supposed to pull them out quickly. You're supposed to pull them out slowly. Haven't you ever read the packaging on those things? I've never actually done that myself, actually. Thank you. Well, maybe I did once. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> What's your favorite Tina Turner song, Robin? 
Thunderdome? I don't know. I, I love Thunderdome. I like Thunderdome. I just like the production of it. This is another one of my favorites. Oh, that's, that's, not the, that's not the version. Nope, nope, nope. I always love Private Dancer. This is another good one here. Oh, and these songs are labeled wrong on Spotify, too. No. Yes. That's an outrage. It's not my style to rip Spotify, but I got to do it again. I'm paying for this shit. Damn. I could find Ike Turner songs better than I could find Tina Turner on Spotify. You know, because of the fact that we, the only reasons we switched over to Spotify was that it allowed the Spotify playlist on to be posted Twist, on the show, but, so people so can people see can our see set list at the end of the show. If yes. they ever come up with an Amazon one, which which to me makes total sense since they're owned by Amazon, hello, um, we'll switch it back over to Amazon, so it's much easier. See if the, because see, we actually do the like the Amazon uh, playlist better. Every time I pl- play a song, it's the same song. It's I don't want to fight. Like I want. What's love got to do with it? Rebel Man ninety three eleven says, "Fool in love was the she." No, she had a lot of great... I can't play any of her hits off of Spotify. Um, Dean is saying, Robin, just use YouTube for songs. That way you can put the video up so we can watch it. No, but then we have to play a commercial before. I'm paying for Spotify. I'm not paying... I'm not one of these cheap bastards that get Spotify for free and then bitches when the commercials come on. You know what I'm saying? This is a good song, but it's not my favorite. Let's see if this even even see if the, even this plays. Every now and then, I think you might like to hear something from us. See, this is a live nice. version with Ike. I like this one though. No, this isn't the original version though. There's just one thing. Down in the city. You see, we never, ever, 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 nothing. Nice, easy. We always do it. I don't like this. This is a good song, right here. What's love got to do with it? Hey, I just put a 23-inch dildo deep inside of you. What's love got to do with it? You, you must understand. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> you must understand the touch of your hand makes my folks react. God, I love Tina Turner. Some of the best legs in the business. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like Proud Mary. Yeah, Proud Mary's good. That was Proud Mary, but that wasn't the, that was a, a live version. I didn't want to hear that. You must try to Baby girl's back. Let's see what else she's got here. It's the same song they keep playing, which is. My baby. Let me repeat again, ladies and gentlemen. Spotify sucks on ice. I know. We 
to talk to Twitch about switching and adding the Amazon music to their it's an outreach. I agree. song i know okay well let's move on one more there i found okay yeah this is it right here the one i don't like and then because it has a bad association for me is private dancer i like private dancer i know you do but i don't answer for money play what you want it's just hard to find songs is what oh, i'm saying yeah. when you're doing a search you have to have the exact name of the song spelled correctly no extra words otherwise i won't find it like i do a search for tina turner right you would expect spotify to put up all the tina turner songs because she's had a million hits i go up there and i can't find any of them that's my point i don't want other artists doing tina turner songs i want tina turner where's the algorithms in this stuff yeah, they need to. They they definitely need to. Where's improve. Al Gore in this stuff? They have horrible algorithms. This is when it gets. This is this this song builds up nicely, though, Robin. I know, I do. Yeah. Now Stevie V says, "Can we please go to Florida We're now?" We're gonna go to Florida, but I want to hear her say, "We don't need another hero." When you're listening to this in full stereo, that is awesome. Give me a little more of that flute, baby. Not the skin flute. No, that's not no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Now, we just did an update in Italy, though. Are we going to go to Florida right away, or are we going to talk about something else first? Uh... And the phones, by the way, are still open if anybody has any other yeah, suggestions. Yeah, they should be working again now. Yeah. What's no. the phone number, Robin? 267-462-TONY. That's 267. No, excuse me, not 267. Four. No, 215. What am I talking about? I don't wrong know. Wrong area I, code, Robin. Wrong area code. 215-462-8669. 215-462-TONY, if you're scoring at home. By the way, I got to do a special shout-out to my buddy Don Collins. We were remiss yesterday because Uh-oh. we had a shorter show. Yes. In not giving up love to your Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Won their first Grey Cup since 1990 up there. Eh? They're the first third-place team to reach and win the Cup. They're the 10th. That's their 10th overall Great cup, eh? But they hadn't won one in 10 years. They wrecked the Hamilton Tiger Cats, eh? 33-12. to And your MVP, Robin, another rarity. 32-year-old native. What the hell's this guy's name? Harris? His his last last name is Harris. He's the first Canadian MVP since 1969. Wow. See, because a lot of the Canadian football players are not from Canada. Right, right. And so they, a lot of players on the teams are can, from Canada, but usually it's an American player until this time for the first time since 1969. It's just like a lot of the hockey players down here are from Canada. Hey. hey. It's Trevor Harris. He's the 32-year-old guy who does everything. He's a running back. He's a receiver. He does it all up there on that wide field. And you notice their football season ends right before Thanksgiving. 
Because you know why, Robin? Because ain't nobody going outside <laughs> in December and January in up in Alberta, up in Winnipeg, up in Calgary, up in all those other godforsaken no. provinces in the beautiful Not country even of if Canada. You can afford it. Speaking of affording, you actually have a uh, a salary local Philadelphia update, yeah, correct? This is this is really depressing for a lot of people. You know, I've had a good life. I've made some good money. But, you know, now I'm, uh, I'm on the fixed budget. You know, I don't have a structured settlement, but I need cash now. Even <laughs> though I don't. J.G. Wentworth. 877-CASH-NOW. 877-CASH-NOW. I mentioned uh, Winnipeg had not won the Grey Cup since 1990. And I said that was the, uh, that was the first third-place team to ever reach and win the Cup. Their 10th cup overall. So what part did I miss? They've won 10 cups, but they haven't won one since 1990. That's 19 years ago, isn't it? 1990, 2000. Yeah, that's almost 20 years ago. How about those uh, Blue Bombers, eh? So back to being happy in the city of brotherly love. If you're happy and you know it, cook some drugs in the Philadelphia area. And you wonder why there's all this crime on the streets. There's a story out, Robin, and it's disturbing because I don't make this kind of money anymore. Mm -hmm. But apparently this is what you need to make before taxes to be able to live in Philadelphia. Let's go to your people are running out of the city update desk and your correspondent. And I'll start it off in the words of the great Philadelphia former mayor and police commissioner, Frank Rizzo when he's talking about the now-failed mayor who just got re-elected to another four-year term, Mayor Jim Kenney. You're a crumb-creep coward. You're a real crumb-bum. You are a lush, I can tell by looking at you. Now, let's go to the update desk. Is broke is no way to go through life in Philadelphia. Broke, <sighs> how about six figures? Yeah. Let's go to your correspondent, a woman who ain't broke. But I, I still fix it. Miss Robin. Now, a survey from Purdue University. Tony not Bruno. Frank Purdue. No, Purdue University. And that's Purdue, Go- Robin. It's not Pur. It's P-U-R. That's Purdue. another. That's up out there in Indiana. Well, I'm saying it a certain way on purpose. But Purdue University. Is that better? Yeah. Um, and Go Boilermakers, Robin. They're Boilermakers. GoBankingRates.com mm-hmm. has made a study based upon uh, surveys as to how people are happy worldwide in different cities and what it is based upon. And one of the major factors is how much you make. Now, obviously, cost of living is different in certain places. But if you live in the city of brotherly love, you need, according to their surveys, an annual salary of about $116,000 to be happy in Philadelphia. Except the K&A. You only need like a box and a couple of bucks to buy dope every day. Now, money doesn't make you happy. No, it doesn't. But you have to have a certain amount of income. To be able to have the freedom to do things in your fair spare time, to be able to go on vacations, to have, you know. Yeah, but this isn't to live a lavish lifestyle. No, no, no. no, This This isn't about living high on the hog. No, it's not like that. But it's just to be able to have the freedom to not constantly be worrying about living check to check uh, to um, the. And so this is the optimal amount of money it takes to be happy in the city of brotherly love. 
How much? $116,000 of income. $116,000 a year pre-tax. Pre-tax. Is that for one person or for a family? Uh, That's a good question. Well, that's what I do. I'm a journalist. It actually does not say that here. It says you need an annual salary to be happy in Philadelphia of $116,000. I mean, it depends on what happiness uh, is. But... um, the they they pinpoint the amount where money lo- no longer changed a person's level of emotional well-being so if you have less than that the lack of money is affecting your emotional be- well-being if you had even more money than that you it like you if you reached approximately that amount mm-hmm. then you seem to be the happiest any more than that it didn't really change how how happy you were like you didn't become more happy the richer you were but that was approximately as soon as you get to around that level and it's different uh, different salaries in different locations nationally the overall rough salary is 105,000 well, in San Francisco, it's like a half a million. Oh, yeah. You or have else to you have live even on the street. More. You have to have even more than that. You see that? Um, you see these like pods that they're doing in San Francisco now, which are these buildings where they build little cubicle areas, uh-huh. and people are paying twelve hundred dollars a month uh, to insane. live in a communal pod. It's insane. A po- it's a pod. Yeah, it's insane. It's like living in a prison cell. Yeah, it's like living in half a. Um, that's the, that's the definition of communism. Container. A shipping container. This is the true definition of communism, except you have to pay $1,200 to live like a communist. It's an outrage. You know what I say, Robin? There's only one thing I say every single day. You don't need money to be. If you're happy and you know it. Yep. Okay, okay. That, I don't want to be cheerful. I don't want to play that too much because that's going to get stuck in people's heads and they're not going to be. It's better than playing Baby Shark again, Robin. So that's why we're not happy, Tony. <laughs> well, we're happy. We're not just living the high life. That's all, Robin. Now, I think that there's certain places where you it's less. So globally, they're saying it's like sixty-five thousand between sixty-five and seventy-five thousand, but that's globally. Yeah, but I thought I, that sounds high for Philly because there's still some affordable housing here. Unfortunately, none of it is in the neighborhoods people want to live but in. But they're not they're not happy. Like if you're living in affordable housing and you're still that means that you're very very low income and then there's other issues because like I mean you think about it like if you don't have a certain amount of money where you can't have savings and stuff like that, if anything goes wrong, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, do I pay for this or do I now I have to pay for this emergency? If there you blow a tire, it throws everything off. Whereas if you're making a certain amount of money, you have a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah, exactly. People do live pay. We live paycheck to paycheck here. Mm-hmm. Even though I had a good career, made a lot of money, you know, I had things happen. I'm not crying poor, but I live on a fixed income. And now, you know, the Twitch is, you know, the Twitch contributions help us. But I'm not, we're not doing Twitch to make money because we're not going to get rich doing this. That's not the purpose. I still like doing this. And so rather than go work for radio station and start over again and do that, I don't want to do that. 
It's like people demanding well, that they should be not, hired. You just want to you want to be able to have fun doing yes, a show. Yes, exactly. And I have and fun you, doing this. And if you were allowed to have fun, if you could be guaranteed that you could still do the show that that you wanted to do, then uh, without restrictions, then that would be a different story. And right now, Twitch is where it's at. Yo. Exactly right. Now people are making comments, and I'm not going to discuss that, please. That so that's that's gross. That's not. Uh, that's not after taxes, Robin. I'm assuming, yeah. And I believe the Philadelphia mayor, Mr. Jim Kenney, is going to have to put some more taxes in play here. You know how he would really fund the budget in Philadelphia if he wanted to put a new tax? He got the soda tax and all the other taxes and high taxes. He should put a lead tax into place. A lead and copper tax and steel tax. Because the amount of spent shell casings around this city... In this year, you could probably fill up a landfill. So how about recycling shell casings, which are littering our streets here in Philly every single night? It doesn't have to be a weekend. It doesn't have to be warm. Every day and night in this silly city, you look at the news and you look on the newspapers, and you'll see the little markers that they put in the street where all the spent shells are, yeah, the yeah. amount of lead. I mean, if they just got the lead off the streets... Our water, that lead winds up in this Philadelphia drinking supply because all these bullets are being shot and most of them are missing. Our water supply may be in danger from all the lead that's winding up in the gutters in this street and all the spent casings. That's crazy. He needs to put a, a bullet tax into place here in Philadelphia. Now, Tony, I hate these kind of things where you actually have, they have a slideshow for you to be able to see the entire list. I don't want to see any more um, But... I would be interested to find out where you can live the happiest on the lowest salary. Where can I? What can I get for five dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like for example, Alabama. Uh-huh. In Alabama, the minimum salary to be happy is ninety-three thousand. So that's lower. Really? Yeah. It's well, that's just for house. all the beer and stuff to go to Alabama and Auburn games. Yeah. To be happy in Alaska, you have to be making $137,000 a year. That's higher Yeah, because than everything's more expensive there. That's crazy. You know, you got to go out and get your own deer and stuff. You got to go out and get caribou and get the salmon run before it gets cold and you're frozen in and locked in. Everything has to be shipped to Alaska. Arizona's lower. California, obviously, way high. Colorado, high. I'm trying to find something low, damn it. How about Mississippi? Got to be low down there. Florida still at 103,000. Should we go down to Florida now, Robin? You're starting to depress Georgia. me. Georgia, Georgia's 95. Georgia. Georgia, find, the Carolinas find. are getting expensive now. Damn, there's nothing right now I'm not finding anything between uh, lower than 92,000 a year. So if you're making less than $92,000 a year, you're screwed no matter where I you are. I recommend now States. you start doing what the law is allowing oh, us to wait. do. Where was this? Wait, we this have an update? Mississippi. I said Mississippi. Mississippi apparently is 88000 You can buy a mansion in Mississippi for 88000 <laughs> $88,000 is the minimum salary needed to be happy, apparently, in Mississippi. Um, so far, that's the lowest that I found. I'm down to Montana uh, or up to Montana. New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, 140000 New York, we knew that. Ohio's ninety-seven, Oklahoma. Also, we all know the states where it's, it costs less to to, to uh, live. Mississippi Robin. is the lowest so far. I, I told you that right off the bat. 
I don't even need to have like some poll or survey to do it. Meanwhile, let's get to back to Florida, Robin. Okay, sorry. I need some. I'm starting to sweat now. It's hot. And I need to go down to the Sunshine State. Down to Florida. We welcome you to the Sunshine State. They're kicking back and soaking up the rays every day in Florida. Now, ladies and gentlemen, go down, down, down there. Go pass down. You'll pass down five, down past the... You know, you know where you got to pass. You got to pass the fireworks and... Uh, at Pedro's place and get some nookie and all the other stuff and you go all the way down to Florida where Miss Robin has today's exciting update. Well, Tony Bruno, we are combining two or three of maybe even three of your favorite things into one fantastic story. We love Florida. Yep. We love the Tampa Bay area. We yeah. have lots of friends there. We've spent a lot of time there. And you, not me, you love horror movies. Yes. Well. Well, not all horror movies. I don't like the slasher things where the kids go in the woods and get chopped no, no, up because no, no. I don't this really is, care about this any This is exactly stuff. the kind of horror movie that would be right up your alley. Or at least it's a horror movie in the making. Because if we go down to Florida for this particular story, a... Radar has found 145 graves buried beneath King High School in Tampa. King High School in Tampa? King ha- Is this King- Dr. Martin Luther King High School? King High School. Uh... Is it named after Dr. King or is it a, a previous uh, Let me see. Let famous me see. It just person. says King High School, okay. so I don't know. But um, Ridgewood Cemetery. Where I need to turn you down a little bit. Ridgewood Cemetery I have it all the way down um, is a pauper's burial ground from the mid-20th century. Apparently was sold to the school district as part of the property where King was then later built. And they did not remove the graves. And every single horror But a lot movie, of these people don't know. They don't dig down. Well, they're supposed to do site searches. and you're Yeah, supposed but now to, they have LIDAR. And they can tell by doing LIDAR, which is the ground penetrating radar. But the cemetery radar. was already there. Like, they were, the cemetery was sold to the city. So they knew that it was a cemetery. Did they They just move the gravestones? Did we not learn anything in, what was that movie with the, the it wasn't The Exorcist. Uh, Poltergeist, Poltergeist, the original one. The original Poltergeist. What did we learn? You do not move burial grounds. Robin, they found they find burial grounds here in Philadelphia I when know. they dig up some streets because this is, this is an ancient just, city. So Not but, ancient, it's like 300 years is old. Is this not the perfect plot for a horror movie? High school, mm-hmm. teenagers, burial ground underneath. What happens on? So what, what are they going to do now? Is there a they just they they're going to tear the school down and dig up the grave sites? No, but what they so the the caskets were buried three to five feet deep, um, and it was a pauper's grave. So the poor people and who knows how they died. Um, known as Ridgewood Cemetery. It is one-acre site that is open land with one small building, and it's used for the school's agricultural program. So the plants are growing really, that really well. That real, especially the weed down there. <laughs> you get lots of good wacky, wacky down there in the Tampa Bay area. The, um, they appear, the, the coffins or voids in the so- soil where coffins have decayed over time came to light when they were doing a... Um, uh, 
Now, they, Dean is ripping you on uh, on the Twitch stream right, right now. Why is this? Saying that this is old news. Ah, screw Dean. When was this story first published? Uh, I don't know. Published? It, to me, it was published November 20th. All right, so it's the so 26th. Six, yeah. I mean, we haven't been around exactly. doing Florida stories We love for a these while. kind of stories. And I may have to come down there and do like a paranormal investigation and go out there at night with my with my EVP, with my recorders. I get the laser lights and go down there and do a ghost hunt. Now, you know what I'm and, and the thing that's even more is that um, nearly all of these graves were uh, apparently African American, um, and so the the president of the Hillsborough County NWACP, you know, saying that that this hurts people deeply that these graves were just disregarded when all of this construction. Was I totally happened. agree. So. You're absolutely right, but it, you know, all over the country, in every city in America, I understand there are cemeteries that have been and this is left where... and abandoned, and nobody, nobody, the people are they've been so long gone. There's no actual living relatives, and that's what these developers do. But this is a this is a city property. This isn't somebody building, you know, a new track bunch of track homes there. This is a school being built on top of this. Exactly. So there's even that's another example of government failing the people, because this wasn't some because again. Because really care. What's that? Because they don't care. No, they figure, hey, we can put a school up here. Forget about it. Don't do any LIDAR. I don't know if they, if they had. I'm sure they had LIDAR 10 years ago. But it's obviously much more prevalent now because now a lot of people that look for pipes and stuff or cables buried underground, they use this ground-penetrating well, radar. Well, and here's the thing. that It's not like it was 200 years ago or something. The Ridgewood Cemetery was opened in 1942. and uh, Yeah, but when was it closed? When did it? 42 was so World city, War II era. Right. So the city sold a 40-acre plot that included the cemetery to a private company in 1957. The company sold it to the school district in 1959. Um, the school district's deed made notes of the cemetery, but over time it was just forgotten. But were there tombstones there? Yeah. No. So they're like, well, maybe not tombstones per se. Maybe there were Grave wooden, markers. Grave markers. And then they were, you know, those decay over time because they probably weren't made out of uh, anything that lasted a long period of time because they were paupers, you know, they were, they were uh, or AKA poor people. And um, so anyway, it is, it's, but my point is not only is this sad because you should honor the dead. Of and course. two, it makes for a really good plot for a movie. No, you don't see that's, that's disrespecting the dead even worse. Robert. No, even M night. Wouldn't go down there and make another horrible, it is not horrible disrespecting the dead. It is proving that you should not do this. You, the, the people who are stupid and do not honor the dead go in and don't give a shit. And it just movies like that show that you should not do that. Yeah. But the and movie was fictitious, Robin. The, the movie was so ridiculously over the top that they were in a swimming pool, which was already constructed, and bodies started coming out of a swimming no, pool. No, you don't remember. The swimming oh, they, it was pool, under construction. It was under construction. Right. They were, and they was digging up the ground, and the, then it started raining, and the mud, and the, and the bodies started coming out. And then Craig T. Nelson, of course, later went on to be coach, was yelling at the guy that he only moved the headstones. This happens again. I'm not discount, I'm not discounting the 230 bodies that were buried there, mainly African American. I'm not saying, well, screw those. No, I'm saying this is a city purchase. The city bought this property, and you just talked about how they divvied it up, mm-hmm. and then they finally used ground penetrating radar, lidar, last year to discover this. How many graves there were? Yeah, it sounds. You like either that. have to dig it up, or you have to use now the technology allows you to see below ground. They confirmed that nearly 800 people were buried. 
between 1901 and 1929. So. But so the school was built on top of the graveyard or on the same property as the On graveyard? the same property. So the school is off to one side, but they're expanding the school and part of the field that they wanted to expand on, and they completely forgot that the cemetery was underneath it. And so when they started doing the radar to see what kind of ground they were dealing with, that's when they found all the graves. Okay. There are cemeteries here in Philadelphia that we pass that have been abandoned for years, and there's obviously no living relatives. In fact, right next to one of the most iconic cemeteries in the country, Laurel Hill Cemetery, mm-hmm. right up above the East River Drive, the Kelly Drive, it's, I mean, there's some famous people. Histor- Harry Callis is buried there. Right. But there are graves from the 1700s. Right, and there's there. actually another graveyard right That's next to that one out. that is completely overgrown and totally creepy because whoever's buried there doesn't have relatives alive. And whoever take, owns yeah, the property has allowed it. it to become going back to nature. It looks like a haunted it's house. Over, yeah, and there's gravestones in there. Beautiful there, gravestones. Yeah, it's a beautiful. But the cemetery right next to East Laurel yeah. Hill which is meticulously maintained, and then right next door where there was another cemetery is completely overrun with weeds and stuff. So it's up to the people. It's not the dead people's fault. It's the people who are alive are supposed to take care of this stuff, and those are the people who failed. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, Dean is saying there was another story uh, back in August about, and we we did that story actually on here regarding the... um, the, uh, Apartment building that had the same thing. The, the apartments were built over yeah, the cemetery. No, these are, there are stories like this in every city in America. And the reason we're finding out more about them now is precisely what I said. LIDAR, ground-penetrating radar. They're able now to go over, fly over, like the, the Mayan ruins down in Peru and find out that there are many more temples down mm-hmm. there because it's so overrun, and people just, oh, there's a, there's a temple and for here. for those of you who do not know, that's what Tony watches. He's yeah. 24-7 on those science shows. Because that's why I, I still want to learn. I don't, I'm not one of these guys who thinks he knows it all. What time is it? So when I see these uh, ground-penetrating radar sh- shows or people be able flying over a canopy of trees where you can't see, they can now see beneath the trees with this radar technology that allows them to find things that we haven't seen for centuries let alone a hundred years. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Stevie V just resubscribed. Thank you so much. Um, and actually, that's a good reminder while we're on for anybody else that if you have, if you have uh, Amazon Prime and you subscribed via Twitch Prime previously, you have to remember to resubscribe every single month because, unfortunately, with Twitch Prime, it's a free thing that they give you if you're an Amazon Prime member, and they don't allow you to uh, subscribe for free more than one month at a time. So you just have to click a button every single month. It should send you a reminder and re-up your subscription to Tony Bruno Show on Twitch.tv with your free Twitch Prime membership. I am so offended by what cemeteries do that as much as I love East Ma- uh, Laurel Hill Cemetery, I don't like what they do. And they See, do it to raise money. I don't like the idea have of having concerts in a cemetery on top of people's graves. These people are doing it. They are specifically 
They know their graves there, and they have movies, and then they have. I understand doing the haunted walks through the through the graveyards around but Halloween. Not dancing on top of somebody's no, but it's grave. still to me that's that's disrespecting see, the I dead. I think I see. You're gonna you're gonna play now. You're gonna be a hypocrite, and you're gonna play one side is okay, and the other side's not. No, I'm saying it's it's a different to build over it. They are having something like that at the cemetery. I feel like the people that are if if there are ghosts. And if they are haunting the cemetery, it's kind of nice to have a little bit of livelihood for them. The, the ghost. It's the, not the, the, disrespectful. Yes, it is. It's I a cheap think... way to make money. That's what it is. I'm just giving you my opinion. You can be for it. I'm, I, oh, I think it's disrespecting yeah. the dead. Well, the reason know... we have cemeteries is that so they have their final resting place. Nobody wants anybody tap dancing on somebody's grave. They're not tap dancing on somebody's grave. Maybe next to it, but not on top of it. Like if I, let's just say, if I'm, I want to be cremated, so this isn't going to happen. But if I were buried and I happen to be aware of whatever's going on, I, and all of my relatives are dead and they don't want to visit me anymore because I'm over 200 years old, then I would like to have some music every now and then. But see, you're looking at it from a different perspective. The purpose of cemeteries is to allow people to rest in peace. That's what RIP means, Robin. And when you have people buried, and I know you've been to a lot of cemeteries. I love going to cemeteries. But the one thing, every time I go to a cemetery, it's a solemn place to me. It's not a party zone. I, you know, in New Orleans, they have all the cemeteries. The tombstones are above ground because of the flooding and bodies right. used to fly down the street. I still respect the dead, Robin. I know. That's their place of well, like, rest. Okay. When I go to Arlington... Are we partying and yelling and screaming like the schmucks who go there and just run around and make no. a lot of noise? No. You keep your mouth shut and you go there and you give the you give the dearly departed their dignity in their final rest. I guess it place. would depend on what type now, of Now if concert. you got a if you got a little urn in your living room and it's one of your loved ones, then you can party your ass off. Because then that person is in there with you, the person that you know in your family, that's different. You go to a cemetery. You should get your behind kicked if you disrespect the dead. Hmm. I don't know. I I have been to the cemetery where a lot of my family is buried on my dad's side in Redlands, California. Uh, we've gone in there and we've had picnics. and. There's a difference between sitting next to a loved one. You can sit down at Arlington National Cemetery on benches, but they don't want you to – you're not supposed to eat there. You're not supposed to drink you know, I've seen military wives of, of departed soldiers put a blanket out yeah. and sit on the grave with their husbands and their children there. That's different. That's paying respect. That's not having a party. You have no respect for the dead, Robin. What's going to happen when I die? You're going to dump <laughs> me in the Delaware River? No. You'll, but you're, you said you want to be cremated, though, right? Yeah, I'm thinking cremation. Although, what, what would I know? Do you know the difference? The one thing I'm, I'm leaning toward cremation now, as we get to the maudlin part, the portion of the program, uh-huh. is because the fact that you, know, you can take the ashes you can give if your fa- one family member wants them, so then they, you know, they don't have to go to cemeteries. Some people, people complain, well, the cemetery is too far, and I don't go see my mom or dad because I don't have the time anymore. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They get older, and they don't go. And so if you have a cremation situation, if you believe in it, you know, you have 
the remains right. that always there. And some people think find that creepy though. See, I don't find that creepy. Not I find either. it creepy having dance parties in cemeteries. Not creepy. I find I that revolting. And an absolute outrage. I'm a little bit more fluid with it. But I do, I personally, I want to be cremated because I don't want anybody to feel beholden to go visit a gravesite. And especially because I have family all over in different countries and traveling. Exactly. And who knows where I'm going to live. I want I my remains to be taken to live remotes when I die. <laughs> I want it to make appearances at podcasts. I wanted to make appearances at all the radio stations I worked at. Okay. At every network so, I worked at. I want them to take it on ESPN game day at a college campus. And I want a guy who will live forever, the great coach, to instead of putting a hat on, I want him to raise my ashes. There you go. So in other words, Especially you, down in Birmingham, how about, how about Alabama. This? How about it when you die? Then uh, we'll, and you're cremated. We'll give all of your Bruno Familia fans a little bit of your ash so that they can they can take you everywhere. Well, maybe I can make sure trinkets have like you know little like you know how people put blood in little vials and they yes, carry them around yes. on their neck. Maybe I can have the the gift that every fan wants to remember me forever. And a Tony Bruno commemorative little amulet that has my ashes inside. Play action reel must be alive to win. <laughs> hysterical. I want my ashes to tour every sports town in America. <laughs> I want to have a special bus where there's glass on the side and it will come to your town and then you'll be able to go out from the farmlands to the hinterlands from sea to shining sea. I want it to show up at beaches where there's uh, beach volleyball shows. I want it to go to Venice Beach. I want somebody to, to, to deadlift it on top of 500 pounds on the middle of the bar. And that way you can live on forever. Exactly. <laughs> Tony Bruno's a Ferengi now? Miss Robin actually, will get the rest. This could yeah. help fund uh, Robin's retirement when I go. Oh, should I sell your ashes? Yeah, then you come oh. up with it. You, you, get, you go down because A.C. Moore is closing. Did you see that? A.C. <gasps> Moore is no. shutting down. Yes. Oh, no. A.C. Moore is gone. So before they have their going out of business sale, we go over there and buy all, you know, they have the little necklaces where yeah, you can yeah, put yeah, trinkets yeah. in there. And we get all those little uh, amulets. So I can just picture me with a big with how a many big ash, bowl How many amulets do you think you can fill with Tony Bruno and a ashes? Little, little, like a little thimble or a little bit measuring spoon and, and filling them up. But no, because okay, you, you don't get a lot of ashes when, when your body's burned. How much, how, I don't does know. anybody know like the weight of the ashes? Here, hold on a second. The average. I need, a, I need a. I need an ashes to ashes update. <laughs> Not um, Sam Ash, of course. How much do ashes weigh after? Oh, that just auto populated. Apparently, that's a popular question. Uh, cremated remains of adult men uh -huh. tend to weigh more. Or about six pounds, while the cremated remains of an adult woman are about four pounds on average. So six pounds of Tony Bruno. Let's see. How many, uh, how many, what do we put, like a gram in each one? I don't know. We're gonna, I need a scientist. I need somebody who sells weed or makes weed or makes drugs. And we have to find out the actual amount that would be in each one of these ash-filled necklaces. Vials? Yeah. The little vials you put around. You know, some people have, like, the blood of their, of their loved ones they carry around with them. I'm just uh, trying to sell some ashes. You know what I'm saying? 
Okay, vile necklace. Now, Robin doesn't need one of those Flavor Flay big-time gigantic things. She can't put six pounds around her neck. I'm talking maybe six pounds yeah, is how many pounds, ounces. But I'm not carrying six pounds of Tony Bruno around with Damn me. Damn right. Hell no. Okay. Etched cylinder pendant for ashes. Here we go. Oh, they have pendants already. Yes. So what does each... We have to do some math here. I need a calculator, Robin. Um, I know we're near the end of the show, but this is important. This is very important. <laughs> Description. Does it say how much goes into it? Uh, we'll figure it out. A pinch. Just a pinch. <laughs> That's a, Can I get salt bay? How about this? I get salt bay to sprinkle my ashes over a gigantic tomahawk at my last supper. So this uh, is would, a, the, be, would, would, would be my last supper the because I'd be dead already. The dimensions are an inch and a quarter. And the capacity is a pinch. That is exactly what it says. Yeah, a pinch. pinch. Not, not between your cheek and gum like Walt Garrison used to do with the Dallas Cowboys. A pinch of ashes. Just a pinch between my cheek and gums. I'm Tony Bruno and I don't smoke. Tony, on that note, guess what time it is. Is it time to say goodbye? Don't play that song, though, because that makes me cry. Yeah, that one, that one makes you cry. And I'm not dead yet. But it is time. By the way, I have breaking Twitter news, though, before we get out. Uh, This uh, is late uh. breaking, Justin. Twitter will remove inactive accounts and free up usernames in December. Wow. All of those Bruno, fake Bruno accounts maybe will be purged. I wish Instagram would do it so that we could get back Tony Bruno show. How many people you think have uh, inactive accounts where they haven't used them for years? Gazillion, billion, millions. You think it's millions? Oh, I think so. Because if you think of all the fake accounts that are started just to be able to rip somebody and then they're forgotten. It's an outrage. Ah, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The first three-hour full pull, as they say at those great tractor pulls. When you get that sled as far as you need it to go. We're able to get that sled all the way to the end for a full poll today. Hey, Dean, is, Dean is complaining. He's saying that they deserve some overtime today. I, I got stuff to do. I know. I got to go call my sister and see what she needs me to bring over for Thanksgiving. I'm not going out tomorrow and on Dean, Thanksgiving. How, how You know I have to pee now. Exactly. So for God's sakes. We or as Harry him, Mays would say. We give him. Get this, out. Get out. We give him Get a little out. bit, and Get he out. just wants more. Just mo- always more, more, more. How do you like it? In the meantime, be careful out there. We'll be back tomorrow for the three-hour show from 1 to 4 on your Thanksgiving Eve, the busiest uh, crazy party day of the year. Maybe we'll do a little party time tomorrow. In the meantime, don't text and drive. Don't drink and drive. We'll see you tomorrow, and God bless America. World here. A happy little mountain. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.